this life unraveled? Each of us has a story. How many times do you listen to other people's stories? Like really, really listen. This Life Unraveled shares stories from all walks of life. Our purpose is to create a space for inclusivity, a place to be honest about our traumas, our successes, our failures, our stories, our truths. To share so that we can create understanding and compassion and to provoke our thought patterns. Are you willing to listen? So we're so excited that Jim... I feel like this microphone is right in my face, is with us today. Because we like to call him Yim. Yim. I don't call him no Jim. Yimmy. Well, in the South, it's Jim. Jim. Hey, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that probably is how it's I actually two say your name. Three letters, three, two syllables. Stretched yeah. out. Jim. And then pronounce your last name for the crowd. It's Krug. Krug. Like, K-R-U-G. Like Krueger, G- Krug. Without the er. That's it. So, <laughs> so we met Jim. I don't even know how many years ago now. I uh, I don't about know. Three it's, years ago. Is it only three? Thing. It yeah. feels longer because yeah. now Jim is like one of our best friends. It was. So it does feel longer. When we went camping, it was like 2019, 2018. Yeah, oh well, you know what? COVID has lasted about 20 years. So <laughs> mentally, I am in a place where I was like, oh no, we've been friends with Jim forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we went out with him in public when it was okay. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like when masks were not required. Just barely before. <laughs> yeah, like literally like Oh my right God, before. I felt like a normal person last night. Went to that concert at the, was it the Duke Center, whatever, in Raleigh. No mask required. You wow. could just walk on in. I was like, I don't know what to do right now. You still feel like you're doing yeah. something wrong now yeah. when you don't have one on, but it's so freeing. And it was like, really crazy because the May Mandy Auditorium is in the same building. It's just right next to it. And they had to go through pure COVID testing just to get through the doors on that side. So oh, wow. from what I've heard, it depends on the artist. The artist yeah. makes the final decision. Because it's like that with a lot of concerts that we have in Raleigh this year. Mm. Some of them don't require COVID testing or vaccine proof, and others do. Anyway, so, yeah. back, back but, to your regular But to move on, we're introducing Jim Krug, like Kruger without the gur. Er. Okay, so. <laughs> now the, the G sound's still there. <laughs> yeah, I, he gets the Krug. Er. We're getting rid of er. Well, yeah. I, it's some, maybe it's that southern thing. I want to add another yeah syllable yeah Kruger. Yeah. it's like my full name jim krug is two syllables so you know yeah. somehow jim in the south they'll figure out a way Kruger. to get four out of that i made yeah. it it's Kruger. easy jim a kruger there's four <laughs> syllables right there yeah. oh my gosh so we basically start out kind of asking people their life story so what what state were you born in jim okay well i was born in pennsylvania my parents were divorced when i was five so okay. i was raised in both northern michigan and pennsylvania oh wow were you raised by both parents or you went specifically uh, with one during the school year i was with my mother Uh and during the summers i was with my dad and did that make him like the fun parent well more more or less well you know but you know my dad had his issues so yeah that kind of made him as you know a fun person in a way yeah (laughs) but uh I love that. Yeah. My dad had his issues, but yep. <laughs> they actually made him much funner. Was was yeah. he the Pennsylvania or the Michigan? He was the Pennsylvania. So yeah. you spent the school year in Michigan when it was crazy cold. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, it, 
northern Michigan, which Ooh, is even Canada. worse. It's like uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. you're surrounded by lakes, so you don't get adjusted to that kind of cold. It's mm. like you don't climatize to it. Are it's those like negative so temps? Well, with the wind chill factors and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. it's going to get into the negative temperatures up there. But and I, I cannot even It's like people build here. snow statues up there for fun. Oh, yeah. No. I'm like, no, uh, that's and, not for me. And then no. they don't melt till next year when they build the new one, right? Yeah, well, it's a, <laughs> probably the start of the next one. But, you wow. Know, no, but uh, I remember when I was a kid, there was like the in uh, Ishpeming, Michigan, there was a snow dump there. And it wasn't nothing for kids to be walking down the street wearing shorts and a tank top in the middle of summer and carrying a sled to go sledding at the snow dump. Where it's just piled you know, up. It's but, just piled oh up. Oh my in the winter, gosh. You know, so. <laughs> so they could sled in warmer temps because there was this big snow dump where all of it yeah. had not had the opportunity to melt. That's yeah, what nuts. it was originally it was that apparently it was a, a mine at one time and oh. they needed a place to get rid of the snow out yeah. of the towns. So they started just dumping it in the mine and backfilling it and eventually wow. it just would not melt anymore because there was so much in there. Dude, I want to go visit so a snow dump. It was really, I have you know, never so there's snow there like year round. Yeah, around <laughs> here like we get a like a trace glacier, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I just want to see that and witness it in extremely. It warm just looks like a big dirt pile because all it gets the dirty. Natural dirt, you know, flying through the air and stuff, landing on it. So it doesn't look any different than any other dirt pile anywhere but where it's cold. does snow go when it dies it goes to a snow dump in missouri i, I just want to know where Miss, the, michigan i just, I just want to know where the white goes when the snow melts but you know yeah yeah you know. that's interesting so uh siblings i got three brothers and two sisters oh okay um, so what's like the age differences or like are you younger uh, the first older? five are from my mom and dad okay and this the last one, he's from a different mother, but okay. we're, we're all brothers and you sisters. Still... It doesn't make any difference. I love that. We've had some other podcast guests that said the same thing. Like, yeah. they had what other people would call a half-sibling, and they were like, no, no, we don't yeah. even think that way. That's my brother. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool that yeah. you... Yeah, the only difference was is, you know, I don't remember my other younger brother, the older of two younger brothers. Yeah. I don't remember teaching him how to walk or anything like that, because I yeah. was like, 18 months old myself oh wow you know, it's, uh, it's like wow well I, I was you know i was i'm 18 months older than him okay or, not, or no wait 23 months older than him yeah. okay so, so when he was learning how to walk i was only like three you know yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like i don't remember that but my youngest brother, I remember teaching him how to walk. Oh. I remember his first word being shit, you know. No way. <laughs> Who taught him that, Jim? Uh, my dad, actually. Your dad taught way. him that word? Uh, my dad used to like playing this card game called Cinch. I don't know heard And the that. whole time that they're playing this game, they're saying one of two words. It's either shit or cinch. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. That's hilarious. So, uh, his first word was shit. It's funny how kids are naturally drawn to the dirty word. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you could have said cinch. That could have been your first word. What happened yeah. there? Well, shit was said a lot more. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I absolutely love that. So, what number are you in that lineup? I'm number four of six. Number four of six. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, and one older brother, two older sisters, two younger brothers. So, would you, were your parents, did they have like a healthy co-parenting relationship or not no. really? No. Did they hate each other's guts? 
Uh, my dad never displayed it. My mom did. Okay. Uh, That's kind of hard on a my kid. My dad never said a bad word about our mother until we we're all old enough to make our own decisions. I 100% respect that. And, um, but my mom was constantly, you know, your dad this, your dad that. Oh, mom. God. You know? And that kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth for your mom without her. Well, you know, like it just it just puts it a bad backfired taste on her because pretty much all my siblings live in Pennsylvania now. Where wow. my dad, you know, once, you know, I was when I was twelve, the three older siblings went down to move to my moved with my dad. Yeah. And then wow. whenever I got graduated, three weeks later, I was in basic training in the Army. And basic then, training three And then the out. day Ooh. that my brother Eric graduated, uh-huh. you know, well, before he graduated, actually, when my sister got married, uh, my brother Eric went to my dad and asked him, you know, hey, is it cool, you know, if I move down to Pennsylvania when I graduate? Aw. And, um... That was the first time my dad ever really said anything mean to my mom, <laughs> you know, that I can remember. Was he like, you know? dude, where's all the kids going? Well, he just he just walked up to her table and just went, I won. <gasps> oh, and left. Burn. <laughs> you know, burn. Whoa. Yeah. You kind of had to admire, though, he didn't trash talk your mom. Yeah. And he was there for you, you know, like, mm. obviously. Yeah, I mean, he, paid his ch- he paid his child support. He drove to northern Michigan to pick us up every single, you know, every s- single uh, spring, drop wow. us off every fall. My mom wouldn't even meet him halfway or nothing. So he did all oh, the driving. Whoa. And, um, you know, he'd just come pick us all up. He used to send these huge boxes of Christmas gifts at Christmas Aww. time. and I can't know, imagine not seeing my kids at Christmas. You know, yeah, because you know my dad, he laid it all out. You know, he we knew we were loved by him. He is, wow. he, you know, a really good man. But he had his demons. You know, he is yeah. he is an alcoholic. Oh, very yeah. heavy smoker. He liked gambling. You know, things like that. Cinch. And that, that <laughs> did he gamble yeah, with Cinch? A, yeah, Cinch was yeah. A, a card game that you can you know you can play f- for money. You know, yeah, so yeah. and then, uh, whenever he started putting slots in the bars, you know, oh, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, he'd that and then like at the american legion you know being his veteran you yeah know, he, he went to american legion they'd have their little poker games and stuff like that there oh wow so and is he no longer with us has he passed no he's no longer with us like yeah. uh, how how long ago did he pass oh, away good god uh, oh you don't i mean 2011 Okay, yeah. okay. Were you able to be there or not really considering? Um, no, I was already living here in North Carolina okay. by that time. So, yeah. Yeah. Did he look just like you? Because pictures of you and your brothers identical. are, y'all are basically I, identical. I, I, am a clone, I am a clone of my dad. Really? I am a clone of him. There's no doubt that I'm <laughs> That's your seed. dad. Uh, there's no doubt I'm his seed. <laughs> wow, know, I love like, that. It's like, Is your mom I, I, I actually saw a picture of oh, him uh-huh. one time when I, whenever I was in the Army. Uh-huh. I come home on leave. I'm, I'm at my brother's place, and there's this picture. My brother is back then. Everyone liked doing them fishing nets on the wall. Yes, oh, yeah. I remember that. You know, yeah. and then he'd yeah. put shells and stuff and yes. pictures and Especially stuff in like restaurants. that in there. Well, my brother had one of those in his room, and I seen this picture, and I'm like, Greg, is that a picture of me? And if it is, when was it? Where was it? And whose freaking kid is that? And he goes, that's dad holding me. No <laughs> I'm like, way. wow. <laughs> and that was the day that I realized how much I looked like him. But, you know, when my dad was my current age, yeah. 54, he was 
in a lot rougher shape than what I'm in. Did did know? he yeah. have the the luxurious hair that you have yes, as well? Yes, he did. No, he, he did his not. Was, his was pure white by the time he was 35. The man had six kids by the time he was 35. So but he did he ever did he grow his out long? But it was very, very, very thick. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Jim's yeah. got thick hair. Jim yeah. has... Uh, is this a co? Did this happen during COVID that you didn't uh, cut your hair? You well, it was slightly before COVID happened. I was just lazy, wasn't cutting my hair, and then a buddy of mine kind of just dared me oh. to grow it out, go to the, go to full Yeti mode, and, <laughs> and <Yeti>. uh, <laughs> bringing so, out the Yeti mode. I love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So now, uh, you know, here it is, two years, seven months later, and it's long, guys. It's, pretty long it's yeah. it's like a ama- like but gym- it's not yeah, just it's long it's like luscious <laughs> three people's <laughs> head full of hair thick it's like yeah. that clairol um herbal essences <laughs> commercial in the shower where you'd all of a sudden hear those women do you remember that they felt naughty back in the day those commercials where the women would be like they'd be shampooing their hair and all of a sudden they'd be like ah ah and it was because they were shampooing their hair. So, like, <laughs> for some odd reason, when I think of Jim taking his hair I'm down. I'm waiting for her to relate this. No, I'm just yeah, imagining. No. I'm sorry. I'm when not we, masturbating in the shower. <laughs> no. When Jim said luscious, it made me think of that commercial from back in the that day. That is a strange Kim, connection. It is. It, my brain is weird. I'm not sure if you knew, That's but why now like you know. That's now, now you know, but it just makes me think of Jim with his hair when he pulls it down, and if he's like in the shower washing it. She oh. thinks of me in the shower. No, uh, no, no. By no. the way, I'm gonna save those <laughs> sounds. <laughs> isolate just the. Oh my God, this is disturbing be now. Some sound bites that'll be playing in a party later dear, on. Yeah. Dear podcast listeners, we apologize for what you've heard. Coming today. soon to a new song. <laughs> Here comes I don't the bridge. In the shower. <laughs> I mean, they did that on uh, oh my Guns N' Roses. <laughs> what did they do on Guns N' Roses? Um, the story goes, in one of the songs, they need, I can't remember why they were wanting a certain sound, but whatever it was, Axel and his girlfriend decided to go into the oh, sound no, no, room, no, 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 no. have sex, and they recorded them, and then somewhere on uh, Rocket, Oh, I can't oh the name of the song anyways, the Rockets, whatever. It's on the first album. It's in there in the bridge section, buried deep. Wow. No way. And what's even crazier is that was actually Slash's girlfriend before it was Axel's, and they kind of stole, you know, they had a little competition thing going on there. Wow. If looks could pop out into a podcast, y'all want to <laughs> see my eyeballs really pop big just then. I was like, what? <laughs> That's Again, crazy. useless knowledge. Yep. So I was – I cut you off earlier. I didn't mean to. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, it's happen a lot. I've listened to your previous podcast. So oh, yeah. Come to expect it. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I know that we're going to get, like, our train is going to get derailed, and then that we're going to put it back on the track again. You know? Yes. So. It, it does happen. Your mom, When did, is she still with us? Uh, yes. Okay. She, and do you yeah. have a relationship with her or not really? It's, my, my mom is uh, the kind of person that's not, um... I don't know. I'd have to say she's like emotionally distant. Okay, I understand that. That'd be the best way to describe it. She she's even growing up, you know, she mm-hmm. wasn't like you know the the typical you know June <laughs> June Cleaver. Or oh yeah, yeah. You know, she she just wasn't. You know, I'm showing my age there. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw it too. Yeah, I saw it. But uh, <laughs> there was a thing called Nick at Night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But she she just wasn't a very warm person. She's, yeah, you know she 
she still isn't really. She's she's very self centered. Yeah. And um, like you can't even go up to her and say, "Hey, mom, you know, I just cut my finger off," you know, and all of a sudden, she'll start talking about herself. Are you and, serious? Yeah. So, wow. She'll she'll somehow chance. twist it and then relate it to something that's wrong with her. Our podcast guest yeah. last week mentioned how not everyone that has children is made to be a parent. She should not have been a parent. Yeah, there's I'm glad just not, she it's was just not a natural I w- thing. I wouldn't exist if she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're glad you're here, Jim. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, you know, we we all turned out okay. So that's that's the good thing. I, you know, yeah. we all got little issues here and there, but for the most part, we've all become. You know, productive human beings. Fully functioning. Fully functioning. Well adjusted. You know, well adjusted and, you know, contributors to society. Well, that's and, important. You know, it's like we're, we're not a burden on society. Oh, you know, see? We're not, you know, nobody in our family has ever been, you know, arrested for anything that's seriously impressive. or anything like that. Nobody has had major drug problems or nothing yeah. like that, you know, so... Like me, you know, I, I liked getting high before I went in the army, and then when I got out, I was probably high for about seven years after I got out. You oh, know, uh, and oh, well, yeah. the only reason that I probably don't get high now is because it's not worth losing my job over because it's not legal. Yep. Yeah, you know? but now you like alcohol. So, now you don't struggle with that, even though your dad struggled with not alcoholism. Because uh, knowing what 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 he put himself through and uh, you know his struggles with yeah. it. You know, I got that same addictive personality. I just try to focus that addictive personality towards things that are productive. I've seen how many problems that it caused him. And so I learned from his example. Yeah, that's really smart. I have an addictive personality too, and I don't know why, like, I don't know what the key is to not, Mm -hmm. you know, being addicted to alcohol or or drugs or that type of thing. but I have an addictive personality, so I'm thankful that there's something inside that's blocking well, those things. Maybe. I would say for you and me, it manifested more in food. Oh shoot! Yeah, now you're talking the truth. I don't. That's <laughs> and and immediately I feel my um. What do you call him? I don't know. Oh, I, I just feel like uh, when you said that because I was like, oh man, he's right. God, he's right. It was food. I'm gonna it's eat my emotions away. It still is food. Like I love food. I love food too. It's a problem. I mean, if it wasn't for exercise, I'd probably make look like make Sean me. look like a little guy. <laughs> yeah, oh right, make Sean look like a tiny little boy. I'd be like, "What's up, tiny little man?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? we'll call you Tiny. Uh, uh, yeah, that's always the funniest when a bouncer's named Tiny. He's like massive. Back in the day, when no, we were kids. If, if I didn't do something to counter, you know, the amount that I eat. Yeah. Like, and then I also got to self-regulate, too. Yeah. Because, like, last night I ordered a pizza, and I, I could have very easily ate the whole pizza. Like, you could have just done it. I, I cannot physically do it. it. I could have destroyed that thing. I can't yeah. physically do <laughs> it. You and, can, too, um, Sean? Depending on how big, yeah. yeah. So you choose not to. Yeah. Like, if a medium for Domino's, just as an example, yeah, I could I could demolish that. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, this was a eighteen-inch pizza. You know, well, shoot! I could. I, I ended up eating four slices of it, and I was still yeah. hungry. And I was like, "So that's I, like maybe I half the pizza." Yeah. That is half a pizza. Okay, yeah. that's that's kind of what I was thinking. It was about half. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Nope." Well, see, you're making smart decisions. I mean, yeah. you could do it, but you choose not to. Yeah. That, and you might be miserable when you're trying to go to sleep later. It's true. 
Yeah, yeah. And so that kind of plays in, too, when you make some decisions about food. For yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to constantly, you know, monitor my own behaviors just oh, to, in order, you know, in order to keep things, you know. But wow. I would check. say it's kind of being that you're in a healthy place with it, it's kind of helped you a little bit with, like, your obsessiveness yeah. with the things that you do as hobbies. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, whenever I get into something, like, uh, whenever I stop smoking, right? when I stop smoking, I decided to get into cycling, mm-hmm. and a year and a half later, I do a 150-mile bike ride. I was about to day. say, you know, you're talking about <laughs> you triathlon. Know? I mean, and that's a... Yeah, and, I, you know, and what I did is I took what was this bad habit that I had for, God, 28 years... And I turned it into something positive. Yeah. You know, and I try to, you know, I try my best to, you know, to, to live my entire life on a positive note, no, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Yeah, you yeah. You know, I try to go in and I go into work in the morning. And it's not every day. But, you know, I go into work in the morning with a positive attitude. Because if you go in there with a shitty attitude, you're not going to have a good day. No. Uh, you're not you know? wrong. You're not and wrong. it's like, I got to be there. I got to pay my bills. You know, I might yeah. as well, you know, do the best that I can. Go in there. You know, I agreed to take that job for the pay that I make, you know, and do the best of my ability. So you're going to you know, follow so through. So I'm going to go, you know, I and I got a certain sense of pride that says, you know, you need to do this Work for ethic. yourself, you know. Yeah. Well, what, what was your dad? Um, do you feel like he was a good example, like, as an employee? My, my dad was a really hard worker. And he really? Was, yeah, he was a really good employee. What, what did he do? Know? He, he was do? a machinist as well. Oh, yeah, he, did, oh. he did surface grinding. So not only do you yeah. look just like but he dad, was primarily he, well. He primarily did surface grinding. Okay. He also knew how to do mill work, lathe work, stuff like that. So like resurfacing Where break I'm, rotors I do, and different. Things. I'm more rounded. Yeah. You know, basically, if it's in a machine shop, I know how to run it. Hmm. Wow. So you know, it's you know whether it's uh, electrical discharge machines where it uses an electrode and makes form into a piece of metal. Or if it's wire EDM machine where it uses a piece of wire to cut out the metal, or mill or lathe or surface grinders. Do you have laser? Welders. Uh, we don't have a laser machine, but it probably wouldn't take me but a week to learn how to run one. That's just a computer you program, know. from what I understand. Yeah, both the CNC lasers and water jets and yeah. plasma cutters, stuff like that. You know, it's just a matter of learning the programming. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's more of a programming thing. Are there a lot of things? In this field that you've had to teach yourself or learn the hard way? Uh, everything. Oh, really? Yeah, everything that, that I, mean, I know in this with field. Yeah, how, everything how did I know you in get in? Field. Did you get in from military stuff? No, uh, I was in supply in the Army. And okay. I was in the Army for seven years. And uh, I tried getting into, you know, a field of work uh, where I'd be like warehouse manager or something like that. But they were all looking at me like, oh, what does this 24-year-old kid know about leading people? Even though I was in a leadership position for yeah. six out of seven you years. You probably would have been fine. Yeah. I was already a leader at, at 18 years old. Yeah, <laughs> you know? you're like, I have experience. And yeah, it's Almost like I got six years experience yes, in yes. leadership. And they're like, you're only 24. I'm like, yeah, I was in the Army for seven years. You know, I had yeah. people that were willing to take a bullet for me. Uh, what right? can you say was, about your leadership? You know? I, I was <laughs> willing like, to die for you, so if you're not cool with me leading the team, I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When you were in the Army, did you ever have to, were you ever deployed? 
Uh, when desert uh, desert storm desert shield. And You're not old enough like to go to desert storm. All, what were you a yeah. baby? No, I was <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, that's but, what I'm no, saying. You were a I baby. I was 24 when I got out. Oh, you were. I was only, yeah, I was 23. Yeah. In desert storm. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you were over there. I'm older than you think I am. Oh, okay, okay. He's, yeah. he's hiding some <laughs> Well, he guys. said earlier, 54, the yeah. same age as his dad right now. So. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't pick yeah. up on that. Yeah, but. she didn't pick up on that. She thinks I'm still younger. He's still young. Yeah. Well, and I mean, honestly, like when I think of Desert Storm, we were kids during Desert Storm. Kids, kids. I was like 10, yeah. if that. Yeah. 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 So to think of you, sir. I, I left like, my what? walker in my car. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did Adrian. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Legit. So you did the army for seven years. Did you just choose? Were you just like, I'm just kind of done. I don't want to be in in this for a long term career. Uh, I moved up in ranks pretty quick when I was in, and the majority of that was in peacetime. So you know, and yes. it's like. I could have excelled, and I probably could have retired, and I do kind of kick myself in the butt a little bit for not sticking out another 13 years and yeah. getting my retirement at 37 years old. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's you know, a nice time to retire. But, yeah. and uh, But the thing was is uh, the, the, just the way they did physical training, you yes. know, plus I went to airborne school, you know, I mm-hmm. jumped out of planes, so, you know, my knees were giving me issues and stuff like that. Wow. And I probably would have had more issues at 37. Oh, I'm sure. Than what I have now at 54. Oh, I bet. If I would have stayed in. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so I was like, you know, the, 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 the army does keep you in shape but at the same time it breaks your body down you know i've seen a yeah. lot of guys but come on man you can go to the va right oh yeah oh shoot <laughs> wonderful <laughs> i'm trying to deal with them for a disability claim right now it's i it's, bet they're very exciting rough. yeah yeah I, i've been waiting for eight months now just to get a rating on my disability oh so. wow good lord yeah yeah they that. do take their time yes they do is that but, and and, I, and that's through Durham VA, which I hear is one of the better ones. So Yeah, because they have the uh, interns coming from Duke and UNC and stuff yeah. over yeah, there. Yeah, my grandpa yeah. went there to the Durham VA for yeah. his uh, – he had bone cancer, and that's where he went. So. That's pretty much all the experience we have with it is yeah. the Durham VA. We don't yeah. know anything about the other ones. So yeah. yeah, not really. Not for us. We don't. So when you got out of the Army – uh, you're 23, 24 years old. You started yeah. working. You're trying. You're trying to get into some management roles, and it's not. Yeah, they I think uh-uh, you're 24. Wage, had to take a minimum wage job working Shoot. in a warehouse. Uh, wow. My unemployment was getting screwed up. Got to a point where I was living out of my van. Wow. You know, and it was like down by the yeah. river. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. No, just wherever I could park without <laughs> the cops getting on my ass. Right. But, Sometimes. You know, yeah. I mean. I can't but imagine. The I had this How long did you live in a van? Chevy, you know, Chevy cargo van. Oh, <laughs> it's creepy like, van. Yeah, creeper van. Yeah. And um, but you know, I built a bed in the back of it and oh. everything else. And Dude, those you know, things just, had so much room. You know, oh, I've yeah. had a few working over the years, and it's like it's just a hollow yeah. shell with about that much cab space. Yeah. Where you sit over the engine, and the rest of it is empty. Yeah. That was all that bachelor needed, just a spot. Yeah. To, to lay down at night. And I'll tell you what, though, you know, even. I was, you know, and every once in a while, like, it got really cold at night, you know, they had oh. friends that would, you know, invite me over to their Were place and stuff like that. Were you in Pennsylvania then? Or? No, I was out in Colorado. Oh. Hold yeah, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You in Colorado living in a van? Yeah. <laughs> How long did you live in but the van? But it was during the summer, you oh. know. It was like I got out in April. So, okay, okay. you know, I got out of the Army in April. Wow. 
Now, and then um, my my older brother, you know, when I finally, you know, just got tired of the struggle, you know, I just told my older brother. I called him up and I'm like, "Hey, Greg, you know, I says I need to get home. I need to come back where I'm around family and stuff. You yeah. know, try to get a start." Your you mental know? health too probably needed that. Well, actually, it really wasn't that bad. Really? It was not. You were that straight bad. chilling. No, it's just like, because I'd try to pick up little side work here and there, you know, yeah. I'd be painting houses or working oh, on people's wait. fences and stuff is like that. Is this when you worked as a bartender in the restaurant mm-hmm. in Colorado? Yeah. Uh, now, I know. What? Yeah. You got to tell Adrian the story? story about one of the good customers you had. Which which one was that one? May or the, may have <laughs> not um, been a movie star. Oh, the one with Tom Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I ended up meeting Tom Hanks in one of the uh, when I was bartending. Really? Yeah. How cool is that? That was one of the one of the little side gigs that I had. Yeah. And it was like he was just just really chill, really laid he back. He seems guy, like that. Really nice guy, you know. And yeah. uh, it's just like uh, he, you know, I was just getting ready to open the bar, getting it ready to open up, and he just comes walking in. Oh wow! And. Um, and you yeah, knew I was like, exactly hey, that, yeah, was. I knew who it was, but I was like, hey, uh, we're not quite open yet, but if you want to kind of just relax until we get opened up, and then I got everything arranged, got everything set up. And yeah. I was like, you know, we still weren't technically open, but, you know, I got yeah. him his drink and stuff. Because, I mean, it was Tom Hanks. Yeah. And he's nice. Well, it's just know. that he was just so cool about it, you know, like, if he wouldn't have been cool, you know, then You I'd, wouldn't have been cool. Yeah, I wouldn't have been cool with him. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's like... Yeah, you know, living out in Colorado, and then I also lived in Hawaii for three years. You know, why so, yeah. is everyone on this podcast <laughs> in Hawaii? I swear. I've been thinking the same thing when I was the listening. It's like I, I you know, I was and we didn't even ask the last couple I, about even, Hawaii. Yeah. I'm gonna just part putting a question out there. If you've been, have you been to Hawaii? Okay, <laughs> we need you on the podcast. It's something with it's people a, that it's have a prerequisite lived there. now. Oh my gosh, where did you live in Hawaii? Uh, I was stationed at Schofield Barracks. Okay, yeah. and is it? And I mean, was it paradise or not? For really? me, it was. Yeah, I had yeah. A beautiful girlfriend. I had a regular paycheck. You know, it was like Waves. had a roof over my head, three meals a day. You yeah. Know? And uh, you know, it's like after work, we'd go to the ocean. Oh you know, you gosh. could do whatever you want. Can you, you know? The only thing that kind of sucked was after about two years, I got what they call island fever. Yeah. Oh where, yeah. Where you know you just feel stuck. Uh, yeah. Know? And I went home for my sister's wedding, you uh-huh. know, to backtrack to that. Went home for my sister's wedding, and then I, I come back, and the island fever was gone. I didn't want to leave. Really? Yeah. And then the army they you know, came up with orders and oh, said, you're going to go to Colorado. Now, what <laughs> island is the base on? Huh? What island is I, the base on? It was Oahu. Oahu. Yeah, yeah, the same one Will was at. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Honestly, but, yeah. that's so neat. Yeah, there's something about it. It's just it's a beautiful place, you know. I've been trying and, to talk and you into it. From what years. I hear, I from what I hear now, though, it's just so overrun with tourism. Uh, really? Because you got to figure that this is from like '87 to '89. Right. You know, man, was, that was it. Was like, a lot of tourism then. Well, but the there movies, were still places. Man, you could they go just to made Hawaii out to be so amazing during those years. But the thing is, like now. Like my whole life, whenever I think of Hawaii, I think of massive tourism, kind of like yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But I, you go back and you watch movies like I know it's a horrible movie, but Blue Hawaii. Yeah, they were just turning the island into where people could come. Wow, like an airport yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. It was just basically 
pineapple farms. Is that the Elvis movie? Things. Yes, yeah. the Elvis okay. movie. And so that made me think. It's like, wow, I guess it hasn't always been so touristy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I remember going uh, spearfishing on the weekends because you didn't need a license to go spearfishing. You'd just wear one fin on your foot, you know, because that way whenever your leg gets tired, you just switch it to the other foot. Really? And you could go out there for hours. You know, we used to take an inner tube and put a net through the middle of it. Uh-huh. So whenever you'd spear the fish, you'd just shake it off into the inner That's tube. That's smart. And then, you know, we had the inner tube anchored. Oh, okay. Man. And then... Um, yeah, and there there was a bunch of us. We used to go spear fishing, so we'd have a fish for the whole week, you know. And we'd just cook on a little hibachi grill on the beach. And did you get competitive you know. with the spear fishing? No, just no. Like it's sh- just uh, you know, because some of the people that I went spear fishing with, they uh-huh. were locals. Yeah. And hell, I'd never even took back to the barracks anywhere near what I caught. Wow. You know, because I gave it to them. Yeah. You know that that was. For them to feed family, you know, their families and stuff. You know, our government has just really Hawaii, screwed over the local people there. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Know. We need to go somewhere and, and get Jim to spearfish and us just watch. Like, <laughs> just look at it. Does he just no, get it on the first You just float try? on top. You look like a dead guy laying on top of the water. You really? You snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you dive down and you let it loose. It's just a, it's a surgical band on the back of a six-foot aluminum rod with three spears on the end. That's all it is. I just feel like something would go wrong with me if I tried that. It probably would. I just don't feel good about anything I'm imagining. But I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. Well, back then I was in good shape. You know, I actually had a six-pack rather than a quarter barrel that I have now. Oh, I like and, that you know, quarter barrel. I want to have know, some of them barrel like, bellies. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I was a good-looking kid and I was insecure, which I can't figure that one out. You know, oh, doesn't like, that suck when you, got, yeah. when you think back on it? You're like, man, uh, yeah, I could have done like, what I wanted and I, I didn't. Because I'm I'm more secure with my looks now, and I'm ugly and I'm fat. Oh but, my god! You know, it's like, the like, age yeah. thing. It's just, yeah, I'm you, just like, you come to realize it I'm really like, doesn't okay, matter. Okay, I ain't gonna be able to change this. I can't afford to get plastic surgery. Is so, it, you know? what it is. Yeah, I, look, I'm the same way with a bunch of my stuff. So. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, you know, I'm me. You know, if somebody doesn't like me the way I am. Take it or leave that's it. That's on them. You know, that's not on me. Yeah. So yeah. you end up moving though back with your brother. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just living in this little trailer, you know, it's a piece of crap. Oh, this really? place. But it was better than living in my And this van, was in but, what state? Yeah. He was in, in Pennsylvania. He was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he sent me some money, you know, to get me back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, my older brother Greg, you know, I love the guy to death. He's not only just my older brother, but he's one of my best friends. I think I've seen pictures you know? of Greg too. Yeah, Greg looks like me, but he's shorter and fatter. Yes, okay. he is. <laughs> he's like he's like the round version of me. You yeah. Know? He's gotta wear stripes going horizontal oh so you can tell if he's walking or rolling. Uh, you know, <laughs> Oh my God. The, the stripes are moving. Get out of the way. He's probably like, why did that one get the height? The one next to me. Why did yeah. he get the height? What's oh, it's funny. Like? In our family, it's like the height gets greater as the like as as, the, as we're young. As almost we're like younger. the DNA was like, my, okay, you first few, yeah. you're gonna be really short, and then these last ones we yeah. pop out, they're gonna be like six foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> But well, I think with Greg, he's so much shorter. I just think, you know, that his height got left on the back seat of the car. But, no, my sister God. Tammy, I think, is the same height as him. And then my sister Vicky's 5'10". You know, I'm 6'1". My brother Eric, next one down, he's 6'2". And then Brian, he's a little, he's right about the same height as Eric. No way. What's your dad? And Brian's from a second mom. And... You know, my dad was six foot. Yeah. Okay. But, but how tall is Greg? 
How tall is he? Uh, I think he's around 5'8 or 5'9. Uh, he says he's taller. I don't think he is. So comparatively yeah. to your six. Yeah, there's yeah. no way he's only two inches shorter than me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> Greg, uh, reality check. Come on, Greg. Come Put on, Put your Greg. heels back down on the ground. Heels down. <laughs> back, to the, back to the wall, Greg. Come on, we're measuring today. This ain't disco years and platforms don't yeah. count. Oh, and then, like, gosh. whatever, that once in a blue moon when all six siblings are together, we always do a picture, you know, because like, it oh, very yeah, rarely yeah. happens. And it's like the older three always want to be behind the younger three, but they're shorter. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, you can't do that. This doesn't work right. <laughs> this is not <laughs> how this works, guys. You got to get, like, the, steps. You like know, physics people. You have we're to all intelligent people here. Yeah, it's like, you don't want to look shorter. Sit down. <laughs> we'll just kind of like lean on your shoulders or yeah. something <laughs> so you don't feel bad. Or recreate awkward family photos. Yeah. That would be great next time the six of you are together. Yeah, the <laughs> last time we were together was my younger brother's 50th birthday, the okay. older of two youngers. It was his 50th birthday, and we had it at my sister's house as a surprise birthday party, you know. Oh, fun. And I, I pretty much organized the whole thing from North Carolina in Pennsylvania. Type, <laughs> a type know? A personality? And... um <laughs> You know, my sister Vicky, she was a huge help. Me and it, you know, was at her place yeah. and everything. But uh, we, it, it was ended up, it, it ended up being a great time. My brother had no clue. Oh. You know? And um. And remind me, which brother were you doing this for? The older of two younger brothers. Okay. Yeah. And um, we ended up getting the family picture together, and there was like this wall that was probably about six to eight inches in the backyard. So oh. whenever we went to get the family picture, all of a sudden the three older siblings stand up on the wall. No, they did. And, they're, they're, and you look at the picture, they're really not that much taller than <laughs> the That's really jacked. So it's like, oh, they're only about funny. maybe three inches taller yeah. than us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they still had to stand between heads, you know, so you can That's see all funny. six faces. But. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so when you move, you're living in this horrible trailer in Pennsylvania. Not horrible. Well, it was, like I said, it was better than my van. It was. Well, <laughs> you know, know, I'm sure. Because the van, tra- like, falling the, apart. Yeah, the, the van was a piece of crap. It had, <laughs> had some sort of heating in it. Though. Yeah, we had heating, you know, but our electric bill was just outrageous every month because we were having. Well, probably no insulation. You know, yeah, it was very. It, it, you know, after a couple years, you know, I got on my feet, you know, and yeah. then I got another apartment. And I moved in with my younger brother, okay. the older of two younger brothers. Yeah. And then uh, we bounced to a couple different places. And then, yeah. you know, and then eventually uh, after seven years up there, I found a job down here in North Carolina. Okay. And that's when I moved here to North Carolina. And when you moved to North Carolina, were you already doing the machinist work? Yes. Okay, so yeah. you started doing the machinist work. I was work already up. established okay. seven years in the field. What made you pick North Carolina? I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I always liked North Carolina. Really? It's, uh, you know, the people in North Carolina were always cool. Like Did you uh, serve my first, here? yeah, at Fort oh, Bragg. Okay. That was okay. my first duty assignment was Fort Bragg. So Fayetteville was his first impression of North Carolina, and, and that's the armpit so of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He came back. <laughs> you know, so I figured it can only get better than this. That, that's a good. <laughs> you know? that's a good but yet that. somehow you ended up in Durham. You Durham's went from one actually armpit pretty to the other. Nice. You know, like, some <laughs> like Durham's bad, but it just depends on where no. you're at, I think. No, I, I'm I, in just, North I have Durham. my own issues with Durham. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. So. That's I live in North Durham, and, you know, it's like, North it's Durham. not really that bad there. It's not, 
you know, I've lived in yeah. much worse places than Durham. You feel you know? safe? I feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. I got a gun. You know? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so there's like, I have multiple. I know how to use it. <laughs> you know? Let's see. I have multiple things I want to ask you about. It's like we had some creep creeper going through our neighborhood recently, Ooh. you know, exposing himself and all this other stuff, you know, and breaking into people's har- uh, cars. You're, you're not making a case like for Durham right now. But the thing was, it was one of the renters. We believe it was one of the renters in the neighborhood. And uh, He was exposing himself to? Yeah. And it's like, it, it was insane. You know, this, this just happened recently. Wow. And one of my neighbors is like, what do we do? What do we do? Because I'm president of the HOA, you know. Oh, I'm wow. Like, I'm like, okay, just make sure you lock your doors, do this, do that, you know, giving them suggestions. And yeah. then uh, they says, well, are you doing all that? I said, yeah. And one more thing. I said, I got a picture of my gun on the back window saying, come into this house. I dare you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, uh, so <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, you know. But for the most part, I've never had a problem in Durham. Not one. That's once. great. You know, not me personally. You when know, I've, I've been there for different things, I never had any issues. And I hear more bad stuff happening in Raleigh than I do in Durham. And Durham's the one with the bad reputation. You know? <laughs> right. In my experience, it's well learned. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I would always go to the worst of the worst. Was that when work. you were delivering? Yeah. No, this for just external. You know. Bed bugs and roaches yeah. leads you to apartment complexes, and then apartment complexes lead you to government housing, and then you know it's just yeah. some rough situations. I mean, dead bodies, guns, gangs, fights, all of it. Have you, you know. seen the dead bodies? Uh huh. You've seen dead bodies. We well one. Well, we shoot. found one. You found a dead body, Sean. Well, I don't even know. I wasn't I the first this. one in, but yeah, we were doing like apartment. Ch- you know, when you take over, you have to go into every apartment. This apartment was so old, and he had lived there for so long. You know, they retrofit them after every so many years, like yeah. new carpet, paint, all that. He had lived there since the place was built. It still had yellow shag carpet <gasps> from no. when they first did it. Wow. No and way. Uh, he just, I, I don't know. I don't know because I didn't know him, but he just passed away in his bed, and he was just, nobody. No family or anything oh, to come, sad. and so he yeah. just stayed there till we did a random pest control visit. So one of the guys walked in and found him. Yeah, it may have even been the bedbug dog. I don't know. Oh shoot, that so, poor dog. Yeah. They found a few like that, like in different hotels. They'd find dead hookers from drug overdoses. Oh, that's so and sad. Stuff. God, because a lot of the dogs were retired cadaver dogs and stuff, and so they would just start going crazy. Dude, that anyway. is sad when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We're going to need Sean's life story one day. Yeah, no tell kidding. Tell us about you these know, dead bodies like, that he finds. So, Sean, tell us a little bit about your life story. Here. I know, right? I, I'm married to you, and I don't even remember all these yeah. dead bodies. But I, Like I said, it was only the – I mean, our office found a few, but i would only been the one that I had experience with. Did you guys all go in and look at it? Heck no. <laughs> Good. I ain't messing no spirits. Like, I had to go in there like, stand by me, you know. <laughs> Just poke it with a stick. <laughs> That's a rough experience. One more. Well, one other crazy story. It has nothing to do with dead people, but uh, there was a, like a retirement. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> a retirement community that we would service, and I was in there treating and they said, well, the tenant's not here right now because she's in the hospital. She's getting chemotherapy. She's got cancer, and she's getting treatments and all that. And I'm like, okay. Didn't think anything about it. Yeah. 
the r- apartment was covered in bed bugs. I mean, the whole frame, everything. Oh, but not a single one of them was alive. The bed bugs were dead? Yeah. And I'm like, did you guys already have a treatment done? They're like, no, you're the first person to go in there. What it was is she had the chemotherapy in her blood, and they were feeding off of her, and it was killing them all. And oh, so wow. she killed them all herself just by getting the cancer treatments. Are you? I've never even thought oh, of that. So you want to get rid of bed bugs? So you can just go get a chemo. Well, here, here's a less severe go. way. Tense. That's intense. While we were in school, one of the guys was talking about. Uh, he got so drunk, so drunk, he passed out in a field trying to walk back to his house. And he woke up the next morning, and he was covered in ticks. But every single one of them was dead from alcohol poisoning because they drank his blood. And he had so much alcohol content that it killed them all. This is intense today. This is is not... Anyway, enough about me. A bug's life, guys. A bug's life. (laughs) I'd like to see that Pixar movie. I know, right? (laughs) Alcoholic ticks that die from blood poisoning. Hey, something's wrong. I just seen this human, I'd tell you what. (laughs) 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 On a side note, I used the phrase earlier this morning. I was at a breakfast, and I said, I'm full as a tick. And and the, one of the ladies there, um, I don't remember what state she's from. Who was it? Autumn. I don't know where she's from. I New Hampshire. New Hampshire area? Yeah. She was like, oh, I get, yeah, that makes sense because ticks do get full. And I was like, wait, <laughs> have you never heard that phrase? I was like, maybe I, that's just a I, southern I've thing. I've never heard that phrase. You've, really? Yeah. It must I, be I say it all the time. Thing. I'm full as a tick. Like that, and yeah. I guess it's like a, it's southern, a southern thing. thing. And when you think about it, it's kind of it gross. It might be just a Johnson kind. It's very gross too. It's like, very why do possible. I say that? Yeah, interesting. Um, Old South, <laughs> right? So you got into machinist work. You're now a machinist, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, you basically been doing that for thirty years now, and kind of self-taught. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. I was trained at the first place I was at in doing what they call conventional EDM. Yes. And then. Um, you know, I was given, you know, the basics, uh-huh. and then I learned the rest from, from there. Like, just putting, here it is, let me figure out how this works. Yeah, and like, you know, Lottery my, my, my training on a mill was basically like, okay, this is where you turn the power on, this is how you change out tools, don't put your finger there because it will slice it off faster than you could blink. But, <laughs> it's like, Shoot. okay. Okay, um, finger far away. Yeah. <laughs> like, this handle moves it this way. This handle moves it that way. How many okay, coworkers boom. are named Stubby? Um, actually, believe it or not, I've only actually met maybe f- three machinists that are missing digits. You know, only three. That's pretty yeah. good. And they're and still considering machinists. in thirty years. You know, it's yeah. like once usually, a decade. Yeah, and it's like I've been very fortunate. You know, and. Have you ever been? I could still like, count to ten. So, you have know. you ever been injured yourself? Without taking your like, shoes oh yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've had stitches all through my hands and stuff. Really? If I ain't bleeding, I'm not working. <laughs> you know, is that, is that the daily motto, Jim? It's if pretty I'm much. Not bleeding, yeah, I ain't working. Well, it's that, and we do the impossible daily miracles take a little longer. But you oh know, my goodness. But uh, yeah, if I'm not cutting myself or so, at least drawing a little bit of blood, you know, somewhere on my hands, I'm not doing my job. Because, okay, no, you know, I can't. I cannot. I went to most. Or people, if my skin might get burned from a hot oh, no, metal chip or no. something like that. It's like it's like Heck to the no. point now, where like. When I go get a shot from the doctor or something, you know, it's like I just sit there and watch. And you they're like, even you didn't even flinch. It. And I'm like, 
Why I'm would a machinist. I? <laughs> yeah, I'm a machinist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't of, know what I go through. Instead I know. of Bert Kreischer's the machine, it's the machinist. With <laughs> Jim. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't wear long sleeves because if it gets caught up, like if you it gets caught up arm. in a lathe, you're gonna get end up. That lathe ain't gonna stop. It's gonna Oof. flip you around in the machine. Oh. You know, um, you no. can see YouTube videos of it. It's really badass. I'm, but, you I'm, know, I'm, I'm scared like, to watch. I can watch gross but, stuff, but stuff like that that's like tragic. Yeah, like uh, if you're wearing a long Ooh. sleeve and an end mill catches it or something, it's going to pull your hand right into end mill. And, and just it just goes you. fast. Yeah. Well, you got a really sharp cutting tool going at 3,000 RPMs. Oh, my gosh. And that's on one of the smaller machines. I'm nervous and I'm not <laughs> yeah, even near funny. the machine and my butthole is clenching up right now. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like I'm so like, yeah, stressed about it. So I know one of the things when I met you is that you had like one thing you did every year, like one goal a year. Yes. The first year I met you, I think you were drinking no alcohol for a year. Yeah. Okay. And it resets so, on your birthday, right? Yes. Yeah. So when is your birthday? October 12th. Okay, October 12th. So, how old were you when you started this goal? Uh, I started when I was 45. So, you're 45. I just started doing a, a goal that was, that coincides with how old I am. Okay. You know, Do you, what, what so was your like very the first, first one, one, the very first one was uh, 45 Acts of Kindness. Oh, I love and, that. Uh, I had to do 45 Acts of Kindness yeah. before I turned 46. And, um, and it could have been, Pretty much anything, you know, but I didn't count things like opening a door for somebody because I do that naturally. You wanted it to That's be something just the you way, had to you know, I, my mom would have whooped my ass something if I didn't you... open a door for an elder. <laughs> right. You know, oh, <laughs> like, right? you know, or step aside for an elder or mm-hmm. whatever. You Which know, you it's a whole seat. different day and time now. Yes. You know, where these kids now, they don't even think, you know, and I'm telling like my grandparents not these <laughs> kids these days, I tell you. These well, kids. it's the old people, but, too. They're like, I can open my own door. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, I've had yeah. people look at me stupid for opening the door. Is that, like, maybe yeah. Well, if I see somebody think. coming, you know, if it's a glass door, I see somebody coming the other way, or if I know somebody, you know, because I got pretty decent situational yeah. awareness, if I know there's somebody behind me, yeah, I'm going to hold the door for them. Yeah. I it's think just that's just me. That's just I me. I do the try the yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's common courage. And if yeah. they don't say thank you, you know, I want to grab them by the back of the shirt and pull them back out the door. But, you, you know, it's the like, uh, There you know, is that desire there. Yes. Yeah. But yes. I, I don't. I probably could do it. You control you know, yourself. Enough, but, yeah, self-control. I love that. Yeah. Do you rem- Are there any particular acts of kindness that you did that really stand out? Well, um, there is a few of them, but, you know, I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I feel well, like I'm bragging on myself. I love you know? that. Like, I love that. You one of them was uh, I just left like uh, a five dollar um, gift card for a gas station at the gas station. I left it oh. on the pump, you know, and wow. said, "Please leave this for somebody that may need it." Oh, I love that. And you know, so. And now we'd be like, "Who that five dollar? That's one gallon." Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But it, you know, you figure, you know, when I was forty-five, you know, it was what that was good. Buck seventy-five were, a gallon. Oh, or you were getting like over that. two so gallons. They were getting like almost three gallons. Yeah, so. almost three gallons. And I mean, you yeah. never know if that might have been enough to at least get them home. They may have forgot their know. wallet. You know, who knows? Or just made you their know. day, brighten their day. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, so. I've done that. You know, and I've 
did a couple other things, but cool. you know, I love this. Really, Jim I is like, so humble. But, He's like, know. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, right I'd really like, let's talk skip about forward. Else, yeah. So, what are some of the other goals that you've had yearly? Um, well, there's the the 51 weeks of no alcohol when I turned 51. Yeah. Um, was that, that difficult? That, well, considering that I was doing a lot of running at the time and four out of five runs every week were out of either a brewery or a bottle shop. That could be <laughs> tough. With all your yeah, friends. Yeah, with my friends, you know, afterwards we'd have a beer, you know, and it's like and the definition of an alcoholic is somebody that has at least two beers a day. So technically I was an alcoholic. Oh god. But it's like Really? Because yeah. I two? didn't know that's the definition. Two beers a day, yeah. It's like wow. you know, fourteen beers a week. If you drink fourteen beers a week, you're considered an alcoholic. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, Well, hell, I'm drinking like to 12 ABV beers. Right, <laughs> night, right. You know, it's like, that's like three beers in one, you know. It's so you guys, do you go on your run first and then you end up at the brewery? Yeah, you, you, start, you start and stop at the brewery and, you know, okay. and then afterwards everyone just kind of socializes, has a beer, you know. And, but you, you did know. it. Like you made it through the whole year? Yeah. That's uh, The hardest part was through the holidays, you know. Yeah. Uh, when you're around friends and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, I have some eggnog. Is it virgin eggnog, you know? Because and they're like, who you know? are you, Jim? No nog, yeah. just egg. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it, you go to parties, stuff yeah. like that. They're having drinking games, stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, do you have a kombucha shot I can do? You know, yeah. it's like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is that? Like, kombucha? <laughs> yeah, what is, what is that? I'll let you deep dive on that on your own. Oh, yeah. Shoot, I'm afraid of what I'm going to come <laughs> no, up with. No, it's nothing. It's it's a healthy beverage. Yeah. Oh, put okay. It that way. But technically, it's a fermented beverage. It is a fermented beverage, but it's fermented and does not have alcohol in it. But right. there yeah. are some kombuchas that do have alcohol, too. Okay. But, you know, the, the ones that I was drinking, it's just a healthy beverage. It, it, it helps with it's your digestive probiotic. system. It's probiotic. Oh, yeah. It is. I can, sh- I can we can go to Los Foods. They have a whole yeah. kombucha section. And I then I'll be like, you. ooh. No, I'm and just some of them are really good. Some of them are really nasty, but some of them are really, really good. And, wow. um, you know, at least, you know, I, I, I let the bartenders know and I let all, you know, all the people in my circle know this is what my goal is. So the pressure wasn't that bad to, yeah. you know to drink but it's like it's just that whole thing where it was, it was a too. it was a social thing yeah, yeah yeah you know so i'm just basically having to completely change you know the Everything. social aspects in my mind you know yeah because all of a sudden it's like i'm not having that beer but yeah. the beauty of the whole thing was when it was done and over with i was like I'm having a beer because I choose to. Yeah, not because not I because have to. I feel pressured because it's a social thing. You yeah. know, it's like it it changes your whole thing. You know, you don't have to have that beer. Yeah. How was it you know? that first beer? Was it amazing or just like eh? It's fine. Whatever. It was meh. You know. Really. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. You know, but you know now the bourbon was tough because I like having a glass of bourbon when I'm shooting pool or yeah, whatever. You yeah. know, and I play pool league on monday nights and uh, another one of the many things i do but, <laughs> I, didn't even, I don't even think i knew about the pool league. Yeah. yeah but I uh but uh you know it, it's nice to just have that glass of bourbon just have you know take a little sips off of it let the bourbon roll over your tongue you know yeah. and just you know while you're shooting some pool and, and, the, and you couldn't do that and i couldn't do that you know and then all of a sudden 
you know, I find out while I'm on this whole thing, wait, there's this new bourbon out and this new bourbon. No. So I'm going out and I'm buying it to make sure in, in case I'm it's only like a it. short run thing, you know, and I'm just going, saving it. So like, really? I ended up having like 10 different bottles of bourbon, you know, that try out once I finished. Well, with that's the kind goal. of fun when you finished. And oh, um, so then now. I'm sitting there, okay, I got some wild turkey uh yeah, yeah. you know what the the 101 or i got this um um uh, american honey you know oh and, yeah yeah i don't Talk know if you ever had the american honey sting oh my god i'm not a i'm addicted person. by that with that stuff that is really good it's got ghost pepper in it well, oh, who oh, makes no, that one no no uh wild turkey wild turkey does yeah, okay yeah american honey sting Ooh. oh yeah they really? Do they still make it? You just feel it tingling on your oh, gums. Oh, it's oh, like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 <laughs> oh. I might have to find it. Yeah. I'm going to write that one down. But I like spicy stuff, so, you know, it's like, you know, I got this beef jerky that is called the hottest beef jerky on the planet. Do you believe it? Um, It's got some bite to it. It does? Wow. Yeah. You that start sweating? It's, it's killer. No, I don't. <laughs> you can handle hot stuff. Yeah, I can handle okay. spicy. I would be sweating. Yeah, a friend, a friying. friend of mine got a friend of mine brought some pickles to the last uh, last Monday to uh, uh-huh. pool league, and pickles and bourbon. It had uh, were they moonshine it had, pickles? It, no, it wasn't the moonshine <laughs> ones. They had uh, they were dill pickles, but they had capsaicin in them. Oh wow! And uh, whoa, I tried whoa. one, and I'm like, yeah, it's got some bite to it. Uh oh, uh oh, danger! And then um, it, it built after the no. initial. You know, it built up a little bit. And he goes, so is, it, is that hotter than the beef jerky? I'm like, I'd have to put it right at the same level. It is, it is that, really is good. Oh, yeah. That's scary. Like me, I'll take like, you know, I'm not a real big fan of the Mount Olive pickles. They're yeah. good, but they're I not like, great. They, like they now taste to generic some. to me because they they, ta- they just taste generic. There's not Are you like a, a Clawson? There's not a lot of flavor to them. Yeah. So I just take ghost pepper salt and I just put, you know, a half teaspoon of ghost pepper salt in there. Oh. And spice them up. Oh. And I tell you what, they are amazing, man. <laughs> Good so Lord. If Mount Olive, if you decide to do that, it's Jim's I got the idea. rights to it. It's my idea. Jim's idea. You <laughs> Whoa. You might have the rights. But anyone have the lawyers? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but you heard about it on this podcast first. Right, right. Let's The idea came from here. I'm going to trademark it. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright it. Whatever I got to do. So, were there any other big goals that you wanted to share that you did that you thought um, were pretty cool? Well, I'm not a real strong reader. So one of my goals was, uh, this was last year, Okay. was to read or audiobook. Well, it was, was it read, it was read books? 50, uh, 54 books before I turned 50, or 53 books before I turned 54. So I, I totally believe And I'm not did, a strong reader. You did it though, didn't you? And I had to allow myself audiobooks. Okay. Yes. Because I'm not a fast reader. Yeah. But I could listen to an audio book at two times speed and, you know, and get the information. I have to get the information. You know, I I, I, I get all the information faster in that route rather than reading. If I read, I got to read like the first paragraph, then I'll read the second. I'll go back to the first one because there will be a reference to the second. And because the, the goal was to learn. Okay. So all the books had to be educational. Okay, so you were. Into I could these, not like, read for entertainment. It was, was no n- fictional yeah. romance. No, 
No. I, I was not allowed to read for entertainment. They had to be to learn. So it either had to be Whoa. something historical, it had to be something related to my work, or it had to, you what? know, and they couldn't be 100-page books, you know, so oh, it... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you, you really issued yourself a and challenge. Then, yeah, and then being the, you know, the, the work that I do with Team Red, White, and Blue, you know, I had to, you know, I got a bunch of books on leadership and, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And so, like, Brene Brown's books, hers oh. were amazing. I've you know, still I, not I read her. I love her books. You, you can pretty much audiobook every one of her books, but, you know, it's like, you know, her books are amazing. She's an amazing storyteller. Really? And I learned so much from her. It's not even funny. Her I saw and her name Sinek pop both. up this week. Someone was talking she has about. such powerful quotes, too, mm-hmm. and just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest quotes of hers that I like, it was uh, one of her um, uh, Netflix specials that she did, was uh, she started out right off the bat, you know, thanking the audience for being there. And she's like, thank you so much for being here. I really yeah. appreciate it. You're taking time out of your life to come here for me. Oh. And time is the big, precious, unrenewable resource. And I've never heard time being explained that way before. And I was wow. like, wow, that is so impactful. You know, it's right? like I that, mean that, that is, you know, so whenever think. people, you know, give me some of their time, I always make sure that I thank them for their time. Because it is the big, precious, unrenewable resource, you know, because once somebody gives it to you, they ain't getting that time back. No, you're right. And once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Like, if you miss your time doing things you should have been doing, Mm -hmm. there you go. All right, now I'm full of regret. I know, me too. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so many things I need to do. But (laughs) then again, I don't regret some of my choices. Like, that nap I had today, there's no regret there. I needed it. No, you needed that. (laughs) So, currently, I mean, Jim is doing, like, uh, some of the best art I've ever seen in my life, and and it's crazy because he is self-taught. And today he will will definitely post some pictures, but he <laughs> like shocked us with a print, a numbered print. We got number ten out of fifty of the legend, and that is Bob Marley, and yes. literally amazing. Like your work is is shocking. I'll say that it is shocking for someone yeah. that really struggles with a stick figure. <laughs> like I struggle drawing a decent stick figure, so it's amazing work. But you is is art your goal this year? Yes, that's okay. my goal this year, and it's to do uh, fifty four works of art before I turn fifty five. What? So how many? Your your birthday was in October. It is now March. How many yep. have you completed? Uh, I'm actually behind schedule, but okay. you know I'm. You got at, this, Jim. I'm, I at, I'm at about eighteen right now. And uh, I've done things just as simple as drawing my own eyeball. Uh, which which I have out, seen. And guys, it's accurate. <laughs> it's an <Yeah>. accurate <laughs> pencil drawing of Jim's eyeball. Yeah. It's wild <laughs> how your your technique, especially the fact that you're self-taught, I guess. Yeah. What I mean, did you watch YouTube videos? Did no. you No. None of that? No. Literally just played to See, one of the things about me, I got, I got an amazing memory. <laughs> you know, I think your genius level, I really no, do. Uh, you know, I had an art teacher back in my freshman year of high school. His name was Mr. Bjorn, Matt Bjorn. Okay. Uh, he is just a really down-to-earth, very patient man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like I remember him to this day, and I'm friends with him on Facebook. Oh. And um, But I only had him for one year of art, but I remember what he taught us. Really? And I used to like to draw when I was a kid, but that's the last time I drew was basically in my freshman year of high school. No way. Up until a year ago, uh, February of last year. What made you What made you draw last year? Uh, 
good friend of mine uh, from one of the run clubs, you know, she had to put her dog down. Yes. And I knew the dog personally, you know. Yeah. He's a really good dog, really, yeah. you know, really nice dog. And I felt bad for her. And I was just like, you know, I wanted to do something nice for her. Yeah. And the previous Christmas, one of my nephews and nieces, they asked for color pencils. And yeah. Sketch pads for Christmas. Uh-huh. Well, they're very reasonable on Amazon. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me get an extra set of pencils in case they break one or whatever. You yeah. know, I could just send them the pencil to replace it. Yeah. Well, I seen the uh, sketch pad and the pencils there, and I just decided, well, maybe I'll try drawing a dog. <laughs> and, oh, <laughs> you know. my God. Y'all, and, I, I just, uh, <laughs> right now said let me try to draw a dog <laughs> y'all don't even want to know what kind of junk will flow from oh, my pencil that'd be a circle right, with four lines no, no, no. underneath and is, a smiley face a giraffe? jim i'm gonna need you to to text me a picture of this dog later because i know exactly what dog you're talking about and we've got to post a picture of this on our facebook uh, or an instagram because <laughs> No, the, I, the, the one here I think you're thinking of is not the one. Oh, really? I'm with, thinking that about that. the very first one. You're thinking of the Shibu Inu. I am thinking of the Shibu no, Inu. No, it wasn't Shibu Inu. That was actually my first commission I work. still want Oh, commission. So now he's yeah. commission, guys. Last February, he just said, hey, I was hey, draw, I, I see think I'm going to draw a dog right for my friend because she's hurting. And the next now thing people you know, pay me money to do it. Right? Now he's getting paid to do it. He's He didn't watch YouTube videos. I mean... <laughs> Who can do anything on their own anymore without being taught or watching a YouTube video? Jim. Just Jim. Jam. Two syllables, Sean. Jam. It's only Jim that can do that. I'm like so freaking impressed. So today when he brought the gift to us, I couldn't stop staring at it. The Bob Marley. Is, is it hanging yeah. up yet? Did it, you hang it up? Is, that is, that's, that's, that's one of my favorites, it's actually. It's insanely <laughs> amazing. Like, every little detail, even down to his little teeth, are, it's, it's amazing. Well, actually, he has pretty good-sized teeth. He has nice teeth. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. A lot Marley, nicer than mine. Great teeth. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. just the fact that Jim last year was like, I'm just going to see if I can draw a dog. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're going to post this, these pictures, and you're going to be like, whoa. Okay, well, Jim. what's funny about it is, like, once I drew the dog, I wasn't happy with how it turned out, so I redrew it. And Oh, um, my gosh. That's insane. So, Here, Jim, I'm going to draw you a dog. Ready? But, is that uh, Chip? No. No, that is uh, my friend's oh. dog, Tully. I'm done. And I'm done. Uh, Does everybody <laughs> see my dog? That, that's like... <laughs> I don't I, know what it is. It's like a, it's draw like a horse. I bet you it turns out the same. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and Jim has drawn horses, haven't you? I've yes, seen that I have drawn too. a horse, too. So Jim's been commissioned now. How many times have you? Um, uh, quite a few times. Really? Um, yeah. And actually, this is the, the second drawing of the yeah, same dog. Yeah, send me that. Well, you're going to need to text me yeah. that, Jim. Sean, but, um, I'm just going to draw a dog. Yep. That's it yeah. right there. We're that, was, post that. that was the second try. That's. And, um, you know, so I was like, well... Looks like I got something here, so let Has me try other stuff. Has this been your favorite stuff. goal so far, or um, do you have a favorite goal that you've well, done? Well, the beauty of this one is that it gives me peace of mind, because I got such a busy schedule in life. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm president of my board and my HOA. I'm also, you know, the um, 
state coordinator for Team Red, White, and Blue, and the local chapter captain. Oh, my goodness. Uh, plus, I work my regular job on average 50 hours a week. <laughs> and but it's like, another interesting fact about Jim, you don't watch TV. I don't watch TV at all. Do you have one in your house? There is two TVs in the house, but the one hasn't even been plugged in in like two years. And <laughs> the other one, wow, I haven't turned it on in probably six, eight months. So, Jim... Yeah. Stays busy consistently, but there's no TV watching, guys. Yeah. Except during it's COVID. It's amazing how much. Because Jim turned me on to Kim's Convenience, so. Yeah. During COVID? That's probably the one show he watched. Yeah, that was the only show that I watched. <laughs> Jim hasn't watched show. TV in years. Picks up on Kim's Convenience. It was hysterical. My roommate was watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is funny. And, and then, it's so inappropriate. It's awesome. <laughs> it's I never like, finished watching that. I'm, I'm so used too. to everything being so politically correct. You know, it's like and everything in that show was not politically correct. We're going to need you to watch The like, Righteous Gemstones next. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, my God. So, but I kind of binge watched it over like three weekends. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, I literally love that. So. I'm just, I'm, and I was I'm, just I'm amazed thinking, by Jim's brain on the continual. I'm always amazed <laughs> by you. So it does kind of trip me out that Kim's Convenience was like the one show. I'm like, that's just, I love it. I like, but, love it. So yeah, you, it's like whenever I drew the dog, though, it just yeah. escalated from there. I'm like, well, let's see what else I could draw. So I drew a glass. I drew, you know, I don't know if you saw the, the glass air. picture, but, I you know, yes. it's, yes. Yeah. And people, look at that one and they go, oh, did you etch that glass? I'm like, no, I drew the glass. <laughs> I didn't etch the glass. Wow. You know, and, um, but then, uh, you know, my one friend uh, does equine therapy. Yes. Uh, so I drew one of her horses for her. Yeah, that was beautiful. And I gave beautiful. that to her. Um, you know, just, um, I got to feel like a connection to it. If I feel a connection, then I can do it. So I love that yeah. because I feel the same way about music. Um, like when I listen to music, I feel like you can tell when people put their soul into it and when there's mm-hmm. meaning and there's feeling and it's deeper. So I can relate to that from an art perspective, yeah. you know? Yeah. That you and have so to like connect. I'll do the landscapes too, you know, like I did the uh, night beach scene one. Um, I don't know if you saw that one or not, but it's a night, night beach scene. It's just done with white color pencil and acrylic paint. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love the beach. So, you know, I connected with that. Yeah. And then uh, I've got some other ones that, you know, I felt just connections. And then, like, the one I just recently did that I showed you, the yeah. one I finished up last night, you know, I've actually never met her. But I've no way. looked up, you know, Facebook posts and stuff yeah. like that from my buddy. And I was like, well... Let me draw her, you know, and give it to my friend because it will be That's going to be amazing. Uh, you didn't see that earlier. I did, yeah. I oh, did. you did see it. You did yeah. see it. Yeah. So one of And then uh, like Jim's with the butterfly. I w- yeah. We're, we're not going to go into that yeah, one we yet right now because you think you might he doesn't. might listen to the podcast? He might. You never know. Might, you never know. Might reach California. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. You never but, know. But, um. Yeah, I gotta send it out to him tomorrow. So. I can't wait <laughs> but, uh, to hear his reaction. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but and you post most of your work on your Facebook. Yeah, it's either on Facebook or on my Instagram. Okay, what is your Instagram if people want to follow you? Do you know it off the top? I had to look mine up. Top of okay. my head, I have to look real quick here. I think it's just we're not all Jim like Will, Will's like, I'm Willie Rico. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people know, but I, I I'm not that cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm not real I'm cool I'm just like not that, that cool. I'm, I'm technologically impaired, so, <laughs> you know, let's see. I'm basically a genius, and I can draw a dog like oh, you Oh, it's believe. Krug underscore Jim. So, K-R-U-G underscore J-I-M. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah not, not G-Y-M, J-I-M. Yes. Yeah, so I love that. Um. Yeah. And now you've got me wanting to like listen to that Brene Brown thing too from your goals. I'm like looking at my notes here and I'm like, I, there's so yeah. many things here from this. So yeah. <laughs> you actually, you're a state coordinator um, and you said the local chapter captain chapter captain of Team, Team Red, Red, White, White and Blue. Blue. Can you explain what Team Red, White, and Blue is? Okay. Uh, Team Red, White, and Blue, well, we're constantly evolving, which, uh, you know, okay. our mission is, uh, it's a veteran service organization. Okay. And what our mission is, is to enrich the lives of veterans. And uh, we, you know, you say by connecting them to the communities through social or physical and social activity. Okay. Whereas now it's more, uh, we are looking at getting our veterans, we want to get America's veterans to stay active. Yes. For their, you know, we want to be the, the leading organization mm-hmm. to that helps veterans with their mental, physical, and emotional health. Okay. Do the and veterans find you, or do you find the veterans? How does that it's work? It's kind of a combination of both. Okay. And, and what it is is, um, um, like, I'll go, you know, I'll wear the shirt, or, I'll, you know, I wore the jacket yeah. today. Yeah. You know, um, I'll go around, and I'll go to different events. And, yeah. you know, like, a lot. Of, whenever I was a chapter captain the first time around, uh just we we went to lunches and coffees together and we wore the shirt and people would see you know four or five people wearing that shirt yeah they'd just ask you know what's this what's you know? this mean and yeah and they see on the back of the shirt where it says enriching veterans lives you know yeah. and that's kind of like what grabbed me into the organization um back in 2015 i was doing a veterans day 10k in dc mm-hmm and where better to do a 10K being a veteran than Veterans D.C. Day, than D.C., you know, the nation's capital. And I'm running along, and I'm trying to catch up to this guy because I see him carrying the flag, and it's something know. about veterans on the back of his shirt. And I'm like, I wonder what that is, you know. And yeah, I'm trying yeah. to catch up to him. That's so harder, Jim. Come on, come on, Jim. Push and it. here I am doing a chunky shuffle, and <laughs> next so thing funny. you know, I'm – moving up to the big boy boogie and you know which is a little faster and the next thing yeah i see him he's heading the other way and there's this bird on the front it says team rwb and i'm like run with what you know, uh, you know I'm like, what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean yeah so i'm running harder trying to catch up to yeah. him get to like six mile point one point one to go and i'm just singularly focused i'm just like tunnel vision right not even finished you know and just trying to catch up to this guy and this sea of red shirts come out of nowhere what join this guy what and they run through to the finish line was it emotional and um i mean that sounds like oh my god and that's how it seemed to me at the time it was actually only probably maybe 20 people you're following one red him. shirt and it turns into 20 something yeah and i'm just like wow this that was really cool yeah. and i'm completely out of breath i'm and then i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting across the finish line and i just can't put my hand on his shoulder and i'm like <gasps> 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 
You know, and I'm pointing at his shirt, and I'm just like, <sighs> "What's that mean? I'm dying." <laughs> mean? What? <laughs> and, and then the guy's like, "Breathe." <laughs> like, breathe, brother, breathe. And I'm just giving, you know, putting my index finger up. Was that a timed race? Like, yeah, it was a timed race. And you now probably I'm like, did really good. I'm you like, were dude. I'm like, dude. I think I just got a PR. You know, personal record. I'm like, uh, I was like, I go, what's what's that shirt mean? And he he tells me about the organization and everything. It turns out I did get a PR by about 10 minutes on that run. Because you were chasing (laughs) him down. Because I'm chasing him down. And I come to find out, I don't know if, you know, people that are not in the running community probably don't know what negative splits are. But basically, he was running negative splits. So he did his first mile at a certain pace, and then he did a second mile faster. Then he did the third mile even faster, the fourth mile even faster. What? Yeah, and he built his speed as he went along. So you were serious. So I was constantly building my speed as well. And I ended that up, man was your trainer that day, and you didn't know. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I ended up, and he goes, yeah, there's probably a chapter in your area, so on and so what? forth. So I get online when I come back home, and, yeah. and uh, well, I didn't think anything of it at first, you know, and... Um, basically forgot about it but i start seeing the shirt everywhere i see it all these different races you know yeah and so i got online and i looked it up and turns out there was a chapter in the local area and um yeah next thing you know i joined it and i got a t-shirt for five dollars you know and you know it was like, you achieved t-shirt status yes. <laughs> well, uh, and, uh, I'd say was it red a long way if you are the state coordinator yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, well I ended up uh, getting the t-shirt, and I, I joined the local Facebook group. I joined the national running group, the national yeah. triathlon group, because I got in triathlon, Ooh. and I joined the national cycling page. Yeah. And turned out the local chapter was pretty much dead. There was nothing going on. There was wow. one weekly run that nobody even knew about. What? And um, there was really not a whole lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And um, But I was meeting people through Facebook, you know, on these other groups. Yes. These triathletes, these other cyclists, these other runners. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided, uh, you know, I, I, one guy, I still keep in contact with him to this day. I've never met him. I love that. And what it was is he was going through the same story I did. Really? And he was getting into cycling he was trying to stop smoking yeah you know all this stuff and i kind of guided him along oh wow saying hey this is what i did it worked for me i ain't saying it's gonna work for you but this might work for you i love that and, jim's great um, with his ideas guys i mean he gave me a great so, idea over how to deal with <laughs> to deal with toxic people <laughs> he did yes. he did he's, he's good yeah. with ideas but you know, uh, and I just told him, I said, this is what worked for me. So, you yeah. know, you got to try this. And next thing you know, he's out doing 100-mile bike rides. What? He's doing, yeah. And uh, he, he's achieved a lot wow. of his goals. He's just, and uh, he's just rocking it in life in general. You know, he's just doing really good That's amazing that you kind of helped and guide that it, path. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it was really wild how you make those connections, you know, through the internet. Yes. And it's like the internet, believe it or not, I truly believe that social media, I call it anti-social media because it's uh-huh. used in all the wrong ways. It definitely can you know, be. A uh, good friend of mine once said, you know, he said that, um, it, you know, it's, 
you, you, you will lie to Facebook, but you tell the truth to Google. <laughs> you know, and well, it's so if true. that ain't the truth, <laughs> you know. but you know what? I'm I'm kind of brutally honest, but I think there's not a lot of people that are that honest. Like mm. y'all, I got a hemorrhoid. I mean, like yeah. I'm brutally honest like that. Not everybody's like that, but yeah. But you'll go on Google and you're gonna sit there and try to figure out some of your, you know, <laughs> why is this oozing from like this that. spot? Why, yeah, why do I have pus oozing from a, you know, yes, <laughs> whatever. yes. And what it's is this like, weird? I did yeah. earlier. Earlier today, what's I had this a pain. weird mark on my butthocks? You know, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right? like, but you're not going to ask that on Facebook. But no, hey you're not going to be. Hey guys, you uh, will. <laughs> I will. Yeah. But I'm you're one an of the open only book. Ones. You're a rare case. I'm yeah. one of the only ones. Yeah. But yeah, you're not going to be out there like guys. I am definitely like something is wrong. It's at the top of my crack. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like you're you're going to go to Google with that. Yeah. Yeah, you're but right. But you're going right. to be big smile on your face and say, yeah. everything in this whole world is wonderful on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no, uh, it's not worth being fake to but me. But I ended up, um, you know, ended up a uh, friend of mine, uh, you know, Brendan Mulaney, he was the uh, regional director at the uh-huh. time. He talked me into becoming the chapter captain for the local area. And bringing and, life to and it because it was life dead. To it. Yeah, and uh, in a matter of two years and four months, we grew from basically a non-existent leadership team to having a leadership team of thirteen people. What? Uh, all volunteers. Uh, wow. We're averaging about forty different events and activities every month. What? And whoa, we, whoa, whoa, we whoa. grew from a hundred a month. Yes, a month. Not and a then, year. Then we grew. <laughs> Uh, from about 156 to 768 members Ooh. in two years and four months' time. In in just your area? Just for this area. W- uh, how big is this area for you? Like that, like Raleigh what, uh, basically cover? covers from here in Clayton all the way to the Virginia state, li- uh, okay. state line, and about halfway to Camp Lejeune, and then roughly Whoa. to about um, I'd say uh, Burlington. And that's just the local. That's portion? the local chapter. And you're the captain of that. And yes. then there's a, and you're the state coordinator. Yes. So how many different groups are in the state? We got seven chapters in the state. And you're responsible. Kind I'm of responsible overseeing. for overseeing the seven chapters, and basically. All because I'm there this to one guy them. you're chasing, who helps you set your personal <laughs> was carrying an American flag <laughs> on a run. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that and you were were so like. All or nothing with that. You were like, yeah. "Let's go." That's Let's where go. that that addictive personality yes. comes in, and that you Same. know obsessive obsessive personality. Talk about a butterfly. Because effect, yeah, that and guy carrying a flag turned into me Jim. carrying a flag later. <laughs> but then it turned into you, know, you impacting that guy's life. I mean, you think about 700 that seven hundred and something. Yeah, I mean that's big. That's big. You impacted yeah. that guy's life. Now you have seven. But the, the organization as a whole just you know impacts so many lives. Is it just you know? running? I mean, what are the no, other we, events? No, we whenever uh, we, the chat the local chapter was extremely active. We were doing golf. We were doing community service wow. events. Volunteering in the community. We were doing uh, just just about anything you think about it. I always just told people, you want to do something, we'll do it. I don't care if you want to have a poker night at your house. We'll if do it. If we're engaging veterans, that's all I care about. So it's really a sense of community. Yeah, we're building a community. That's what our product is, more or less, is is building a community for veterans. I have to backtrack just a second. Here. when you go into the service, you know, whether it's the Marine Corps, the Army, Air Force, Navy, whatever – they do a great job of uh-huh. training you to become a soldier, a, you know, a seaman or an airman or a marine. Yeah. 
but they do they they were doing a terrible job for the longest time of that. teaching you how to reintegrate into society I've heard that. and especially with the combat veterans that were coming out at the time of the uh it, that that team RWB was first formed in yeah. 2010 is you know you had a lot of the combat veterans coming back and then they're they don't know how to reintegrate back into society and then on top wow. of that a lot of them have TBI or PTSD and things like that so organizations like team red white and blue or team rubicon you know they're really needed you know ones that created a community for veterans because people that never served don't understand the military mindset yeah like with us we you know i I couldn't tell you when i first got out first job i was at i had people going to my dad because my dad got me the job yeah okay and my boss flat out told me he goes your dad got your job it's up to you to keep it Amen. I said, thank you for being straightforward with me. You'll never have to worry about getting rid of me. I, I and, love uh, and, that. And he goes, he goes, I love that attitude. I was like, I said, trust me, I'm going to be your best employee. And, you know, I'd, I love that. whenever my machines are running, I'd start wiping them down. You know, at one point I'm sitting there putting a coat of wax on them and stuff like that. And these are machines that are getting dirty every day. You know, and it just made it easier to clean them by You're putting wax on them. You're taking care of them. Yeah, I was taking care of the machines because I looked at it, these are my machines. They're owned by the company, but they're my machines. This is my income. This, i got to take care of these machines. I bet he loves and you. And one of the employees actually went up to my dad, and because my dad worked for the same company, and he's like, you need to tell your boy to slow down. He's making everyone else look bad. You just had... My dad looked at the guy uh, uh, and uh, said... Uh. Why don't you tell him that? <laughs> yeah, or why don't you pick up and just yeah, do like and he's doing? It's he okay. and he goes, I ain't telling my boy nothing like that. He goes, my my son's doing that good of a job that you feel threatened. <laughs> he goes, Your dad was probably proud. He goes, oh, my dad was so proud. It oh, that's so funny. good. And um, he comes up to me. And he tells me, he goes, you need to slow down. You're making everyone look bad. I said, I can't make you look bad. Only you can make you look bad. Darn. Jim was what, 20? I said, suck it up, buttercup, and step up. I no, said, you either didn't. you come up to my speed or you're going to eventually get fired. I said, because I'm here to make money. I'm here to make, you know, I'm here for do one my reason. job. I said, I'm here to do my job. I promised them that I'd do a good job. I'm holding true to my promise. I said, so you either need to step it up or just step away. Right I love now. that work ethic. And my God. I, I said, you know, and he, he was, he ended up going to the supervisor because I was a bit harsh on him. <laughs> you know, telling him, suck it up, buttercup. But, you my know, feelings I'm just are like, hurt because they suck at and, my uh, job. And I just told him, I says, hey, you know, that's not my problem that you feel threatened because of my work ethic. Uh, I said, right. I can't make you look bad. Only you can make you look bad. I would love to know bad. what that supervisor thought. And here I was, a just 24-year-old kid, you know, that just got out of the Army, you know, seven years in the Army. Yeah. And this guy was probably in his mid-30s. You know, he should have had his own strong work ethic. And I, and I, I didn't feel any empathy or sympathy or anything But that's your all or nothing. I yeah. have a feeling you, there's nothing you go into that you don't put 100%. Because if no, you don't feel if passionate I can't, about if it. I, if I can't put 100%, I don't, wanna, I don't even want to be involved in it. I don't blame you. Yeah. You know? I don't blame you. 
But, you know, this this guy, he ends up going to the manager. You know, it ends up becoming a big deal. And he's like, oh, well, just kind of tone down the way that you say things to people. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know any other way. Her. I graduated high school, and then I learned how to talk to people like I did in the military. Yeah. You know, it's like Should in I? the Army, you told right. somebody, just do it. Should I Quit talk complaining, to him? Quit complaining, just do it. Sergeant, talk to me. I mean, how do you want me to talk to him? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can, can you give me some counsel on this? I just really don't know how to talk to this yeah. guy. I'm a yeah. great worker, but if you're going to need me to, like, speak a certain way, I'm going to need yeah. you to train I'm, me on I'm, that one. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need some training, some ethics training or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I said, I'm here to make money for the company. I'm here to make money for myself. Yeah. I said, I'm not here to make friends. If I make some friends in the process, that's great. But if I don't, I don't care. I got friends. You know what? (laughs) And I don't think in today's society people go into the workplace that way. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's a healthy way to go in at it. And if you make friends, you're lucky. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Um, But, yeah, you're there to do a job. But, see, now that I'm with, you know, Team Red, White, and Blue, I, I see back. Yeah. Where I could have done some things differently. Do you? But I was young and stupid at the time, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was more worldly than probably 90, 95% of the people that worked there because by that point I had already been to Korea, Japan, Thailand, Guam, you know, They'd Australia. Been I've been all over area. the Pacific. I've been, you know, stationed in Hawaii. I was in Colorado. Yeah. And these guys, most of those people never been out of that small town. Like, not even They to hadn't the been capital. out of the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, wow. Pittsburgh you know, is not they're a small very town, isolated though. though. They're very <laughs> isolated to a certain but mindset. But they still in a bubble. You know, one thing know. one thing that I've learned over time is like whenever I live throughout the United States, you see different types of people through, you know, this is all the United States. We're all Americans and everything, but the Everybody's way people different. are in Southern California and Northern California are completely different. Wow. You know, people in Pittsburgh are different from people from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. People that are from northern Michigan are very different from people down in the bayou in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. You know, both of them, you got to put subtitles on the screen just so you can understand <laughs> what they're saying. But, you know, it's, my, mom, my mom's got that strong northern Michigan accent. She's like, yeah, Sydney went down to the lake the other day and had a couple of beers with Eno, you know, eh? but she's not speaking that fast even you know it's a lot slower even oh my (laughs) gosh yeah wow (laughs) and then you know you got people down in the bayou in louisiana their accent is so strong it's like you know i don't know yeah you know there was a tv show i watched a long time ago they had some guy that Mm -hmm. shelby or something turtle man yeah but i I could not understand a word he was saying i'm like Thank God there's subtitles there. Sean's worked with some people just from around here that I was like, uh, uh, Sean? Uh, <laughs> uh, what did they, they just say? And it was all just southern well, accent. But it was, we, yeah. we nicknamed him Boomhauer because of the show yeah. King of the Hill. Yeah. He sounded like Boomhauer. He was just kind of mumbled. Yeah. He had mush mouth. Yeah, yeah and, big time. And how yeah. do you understand that? You're like, he asked. We worked. Oh, when I first came down in North Carolina when I was, you know, job getting job interviews. Yeah. I go into this bar and this guy's sitting there and he's got this strong southern draw, real, real strong southern <laughs> Hi, draw. Hi, bud. And being that I've lived all over the place, I've learned, you know, if you just pay close attention, you yeah. will understand what people are saying, no matter what their accent is. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, 
I could barely understand what he was saying. I'm talking like I'd pick out like one out of every 15 words. Oh, my God. And so I just started reading his body language and oh. and, and, and and his motions on his I'm face I'm going to use stuff. the resources and I I'm have. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, it's like an, an improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's what the military taught me, you know. Yeah. So anytime he'd laugh, I'd laugh. Whenever he'd do that, I'd just mimic <laughs> whatever he was doing. And he'd be like, hey, I'll tell you what this is, bro. Yeah, and I'll tell you what I'm doing. Hey, hey, Some serious shit. Just throw out a bunch I'm of. Like, that just, that's some serious shit, man. Bless their that's hearts. A, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, You go, boy. I you I like you. Oh my gosh. I love that. Probably because you actually took the time to try to talk to him. Yeah. Because other people probably did because they're day, like, I don't understand this. To this day, I have no idea what that conversation was about. We talked for a half hour. No way. <laughs> he might fantastic. as well have been speaking in Korean or something. That, I did not know what he was Well, saying. me and Jim carried on the conversation. I don't know how long. Is this Boomhauer? Uh, no, me and Jim. Oh, Jim. In Puerto Jim. Rico. Jim. 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 Carried on a conversation with this uh, Puerto Rican guy who didn't oh, yeah. speak English. And we sat there and talked to him for I don't know how long. Yeah. He, knew about his, point, he knew point. about as much English as I know in Spanish. So y'all were just making it by. Oh, yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. And then his sister walks up and we start talking to her. She actually speaks English. She has a daughter that lives in town. Oh, wow. Here. How cool was that? What were you going to say about Boomhauer earlier? Well, I said he sounded like the guy that I worked with. You were going to say about one time. Oh, we worked at a cornmill. And so our job revolved around all different kinds of corn activities. Also he asked two me, corn. <laughs> corn. <laughs> he had to fill out his time card because he he worked through lunch unloading the corn truck. You know, he's a high corn holder, huh? No, it wasn't. <laughs> even. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Our cornhole was jumping into the top of the silo bin and landing in the corn. <laughs> hole in one. Corn and all. But uh, yeah. he he asked me, he's like, how do you spell corn? Because I need to write on my time called corn. K A. R N. I thought he was joking. I started laughing. Oh my god! Because I thought he was just like messing with me. I'm like, you've worked at a cornmill since you were like 18 years old, and you do not know how to spell corn. And how about how old was he? Was he in his 50s? He was 40s? in his 40s. Okay, his 40s. late 40s. Wow. He could do anything. He could weld, make, fix. I mean, he was the maintenance guy. He you was. Know? Yeah, he was smart. Grind the stones and patterns, but he could not spell corn, which I don't hold it against him. Aww. I just didn't realize it. And so when he asked yeah, me. You just realized that he wasn't formally educated. Yeah, and this, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, oh. It's like C-O-R-U. Okay, I think about it. Oh. I mean, that guy could probably turn out anything you needed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's. Yeah, he just yeah. wasn't formally educated, like you said. Yeah. I do. Earlier, I said I wanted to go backtrack. You've been the state coordinator uh, of Team Red, White, and Blue for two years, and how long? Uh, it's about two years and two months right now. And you went from, you went from, how many people to how many? Oh, that was when I was a chapter captain the first time around, and now that, that we went from 156 to 768 members in the local area. 
Right now, that, we're in roughly around 1,200 members but in the Raleigh area. Like, in the last two years, you've seen growth? We, we, we've even had growth during COVID. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Like, during COVID, like, you're still growing, yeah, we're which doing, is good. We are doing uh, a lot of virtual events. If you downloaded okay. the app, you know, and uh, th- this would be probably a good plug for Team RWB right now. Yeah. yeah. Saying, uh, you go to www.teamrwb.org. Uh-huh. And uh, for veterans, you know, they could sign up. It's free to sign up. There's no membership fees, no membership dues, nothing like that. Um, we have an app on uh, that you could download from your Play Store. Oh, um, nice. And you could get on the app and you could do virtual events. You could do local events. Yeah. You could do member-generated events. Uh, we are a veteran service organization, but you don't have to be a veteran to join. Really? The only difference between a veteran and non-veteran member is that the pay. veteran does get a five dollar gets a T-shirt for the cost of shipping and handling, which is five bucks. Yeah. Non-veterans don't get that. That's what um, I was wondering. But here. you're not treated any differently, Are you, you know, because it's a, we're about inclusivity and you know, and everyone being right. the same. What? Like my athletic co- coordinator that I had as a chapter captain the first time around. Yeah. Uh, non-veteran gay man. I and, love that. Uh, hell of a good runner, and him and his husband are very good friends of mine. So to you're this very day. like inclusive. You know, very inclusive I love that. to anybody. You know, and it's like uh, the last, not this past Valentine's Day, but the Valentine's Day prior, they were on the national website. Wow. You know, for the Valentine's Day. Are y'all? You know, do they from, do a good job of getting the word out? Like, uh, is this a well-known? organization yeah it's veterans. actually yeah we got uh 197 chapters across the united states and over 239,000 members that's pretty that big. are those are that's how many that are um, um validated members you know that they signed up and the email address checks out and everything yeah. else so sure you know. but um yeah we, i um, love it that they do this and i definitely want to to highlight it you know in some posts because i'm i just mm-hmm. I just love that they're doing this because I think that sense of community is so important. And especially mm-hmm. in a time where mental health has just really taken like a, a big mm-hmm. downfall lately. Um, yeah. And we'll do like virtual challenges and stuff like that. And we still do that. And oh, now wow. that things are starting to open up, what I'm going to do for the local chapter yeah. is try to backpack off of some of these virtual events that they're yeah. doing and make them live events in the local area. It's a good idea. Where we could just go to a field, you know, maybe get with one of the local churches so we could use their property to go yeah. out and do exercise out in the field yeah. together as a group. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, some of it's going to be functional fitness. You've got yoga classes that you could do. you got all kind of stuff that we could do. Do you feel like, do, are there a lot of disabled veterans as well? Yeah. yeah. So it's very... Um, just, just everybody, just like it's a melting everybody. pot. It's a melting pot of veterans, veterans and non-veterans. disabled veterans, non-veterans. You I'm know, impressed. we got Vietnam veterans. We got. Well, I was, I was about to ask, do you find a certain age range that's more inclined uh, right to now, sign the, up? Right now, the the average, uh, we they they call the members Eagles. Our, our average Eagle mm-hmm. is about forty one years old right now. So it is the younger side. It, it, lo- it's a lot of the guys, uh, you know, that were. You know, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. Yeah, these are your the early 2000s. Is yeah. that how you met Jesus? Yeah, actually, he was, um, at the time, he was an athletic director down in uh, Fort Bragg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Four team red, Four white, team, red white, and blue. Okay, so yeah, our and, friend uh, Jesus. Or no, he was, he was uh, veteran outreach. He was veteran outreach at okay. the time. 
So we and met he was doing Jim a race through Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and he was doing a run up in Durham, the the Bull City Race Fest and Food Truck Rodeo, and um, I ended up meeting him and another guy by the name of Sam Varvel. Uh huh. And Sam is total riot. Love the guy. You know, he's he's crazy as could be, but <laughs> a good guy. kind of crazy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, um, you know, and he's just recently realized himself, you know, that, you know, he had some ongoing mental health issues yeah. that he was having to deal with. And, you know, and uh, he's getting that all taken care of now, you That's know, which great. is great, you know. Um, but I've met a lot of people that I've made genuine connections with through I this organization. That's cool. And, Community um, is like my thing. Yeah. Because that's I'd, my thing with like church and faith is community. So yeah. um, that's another thing too I'd love to ask yeah. you about. And another yeah. thing that uh, oh, like ahead. we just went, I just got back from Arizona, as you know. Yes. I want and to what I too. did is I went out there for what they call convening. It was of all the state coordinators, okay. um, um, the national um, athletic um, coordinators and stuff, uh, mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. like triathlon coordinators, stuff like that. Um, and then there were some staff members there. Okay. And we're, there's about 40 of us, 40 of us out there in Sedona. And I probably knew 30% of them in advance, you know, prior to going You know there. all of them now, don't you? And <laughs> I think there was only like two people out of that entire group that I really didn't get an opportunity to make a connection oh, with. Oh, wow. But... It's like we had this room full of people where mm. the majority of them have not met one another before. Mm. But we all had that same passion, that same fire. Yes. To, you know, to come together, we all had a connection immediately. Because I'm talking just do. from the time you walked in the room. You felt it. You just felt it. A camaraderie. You were amongst your people. You know, wow. this was my tribe. You know, that's that feeling that you got. Yeah, right almost like you get a high. I'm, yeah, I'm getting chills up my them. back right now thinking, you know, yeah, how yeah. it was. As soon as I walked in, I'm like, I'm amongst my tribe. I am here. I <laughs> These am are here. my people. These are my people. Listen we, while they sing the song of my people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But, yeah, it was just a uh, And that was a, really a fun trip and a planning great, trip. Oh, yeah. And then we, we also were... You know, going over, you know, things that we could do to make make the organization better. Yeah. You know, what what types of uh, activities are we going to do? What are we going to do in our local areas? What what could the yeah. chapters do? What could we do at the state level? What could the staff do better? So on and so forth. And, and that's what the whole purpose of the weekend was. But we also yeah. got to do some hiking and, you know, kayaking. That's fun. And we were supposed to go skydiving, but the, the weather, <gasps> the day out. that this – Skydiving was scheduled. The weather was bad. That was the only bad day of weather we had the entire time I was out there. Have you skydived before? He's I got 156 jumps, military jumps. 56. 156. Airborne. 156. Training. Yeah. Not 56. 156. So you're yeah. totally chill with flight, with like jumping yeah. out of a plane. Yeah. I'm the one that's going to be wearing Depends. I totally want to do it at least <laughs> once, but I'm going to have on a set of Depends, and then I'm going to do one of those, what do you call it, a tandem jump? Yeah, I'm guys sure the guy, back, yeah, I'm you sure. don't and have I'm an option, like, but to do I just it. took a shit on yeah. you. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, sure that, I'm sure the guy jumping tandem with you will be very happy you're wearing the Depends. <laughs> Versus like the opposite. I'm, no, I'm like kind of afraid that I'd get up there and I'd all suddenly be like, uh, yo. I gotta go to the bathroom, <laughs> and there wouldn't be one, and I'd like panic, you know, like you'd get those nerves. Imagine throwing up on your way down. 
I'm sure people have done it. I'm sure people have done it. Yeah, but I, I definitely, I would love to skydive. Well, if, you're, if, you're, if you feel like you're going to throw up, you got to roll over. Make sure. It yeah. <laughs> That's all Imagine disturbing. Imagine being just some random person driving down the highway and then all of a sudden. <laughs> just fall or or you see a person in the sky like, upside Damn, that down. That was a big bird. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know what it was. I don't know, honey. Something hit my car. It was it was devastating. It just exploded on my windshield. Yeah, that would be horrifying. So I do want to talk to you about um like your faith, obviously, because or or your non-faith or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't are. fall under either. Uh, one, no, really. right? Like whatever it is, I want to talk to you about it because that was, uh, you know, growing up, I felt like it was my duty mm-hmm. as a Christian to also convert you to my Christianity. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I met you, I had come to a place where I was like, you know what? No, nah, I'm good. Yep. And I like to just hear what people believe, and then I like to accept them just for that. And it really opens my mind and makes me think differently about a lot of things. I, I can honestly say you probably had an effect on some of my own personal beliefs, and I'm grateful mm. for that. Like other, <laughs> I try not. To, other Christians maybe I like try not, I try shoot. Not to, well, I don't want I don't want anyone to change their beliefs because of what my feelings are. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, so in most, in most cases, I don't talk about religion to people because I respect those uh, people that have faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've um, always treated me with the greatest respect in regards to what I believe. And it's like, I I grew up Lutheran, which is basically informal Catholic. Yes. You know, they they follow basically all the same thing that Catholics do. They just don't do any of the formalities. Mm -hmm. You know? So they're like, they're, they're ghetto Catholics. (laughs) But, but, uh, (laughs) That's, the best. Yeah, it's the like, you know, you know, like, you know, guy in England, you got the people that speak the traditional English, and then you got the people that speak Cockney. Okay, no, <laughs> <laughs> the Lutherans are the ones that speak Cockney. Oh, you know? <laughs> I love it. But no, it's just, um, you know, the the thing that kind of turned me off to church, I guess that'd be the best thing, that, yeah. the best place to start, was... I was stationed in Hawaii, and I got a letter, you know, and this is a church, I went to this church yeah. all my life, you know, learning the, the, the teachings of Martin Luther. This was with your mom that stuff. you went to Yeah, in, in Michigan. Okay. And I got confirmed there and all oh, this wow. other stuff, you know, I went, you know, went through confirmation, went to church there and everything else. We did, we did things at the church, you know, my mom didn't, never went there, but, you know, we, we had to go. I think that was her and Sid's time, you know. Oh. You know? oh. <laughs> you know? Chicken Mawa. Uh, you know, oh, you know, Sid? Whatever. But, you know? Like Sid? Was there a guy named Sid? Oh, Sid. yeah. Get yeah, out yeah. of the house. Yeah. Well, Kenzie, need We're going to bring you to church while we sin. We'll be fornicating on the kitchen table while you're learning about Jesus. But, you know, while I go in the army, and there are, I, 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 I define them as predatory churches oh, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. follow around military bases. Are you serious? Yeah. They, they will, tar- their target uh-huh. is people in the military because it's about the money. It's, it's about getting in money and who what? best to target but people that are away from their family, away from their friends, people that they, they've... You know, they, they've known their whole lives. They're in Darn. new situations, you know, and these churches just pop up. 
around military bases. Do they try to get they, to they, you? Yeah. And uh, it, it got to the point where I actually had to just start getting just downright rude with some of these people because they'd be coming around. I Back then, Fort Bragg was an open post. Yeah. And I'd be out there, you know, I'm washing and waxing my car, you know. Yeah. It's like I had this little Chevy Chevetta I was so proud of. Oh, you know, yeah. And, you know, first car that I paid for. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> you know? It's like, so I was out there polishing it up and some guy goes, Hey, nice car. And I'm like, it's a Chevy Chevette, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it gets me from point A to B. <laughs> and, it, and then they start this casual conversation, and they're like, have you ever thought about Jesus? And I'm like, go away. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you just got to And that then point. it got to the point where I started telling them, yeah, and I think Lucifer is an awesome dude. <laughs> you said that to some of them? Yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. Because I, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to, You're trying clean to get rid my of these car, guys. and these guys are bothering me. You Leave know, me and it's like, you know, I had my own faith. I did some of that. You know, I had my own faith. Well. My, my faith was through the Lutheran church. And then, yeah. you know, I go to Hawaii, and next thing you know, I'm getting this letter in, in my mail Uh-oh. from the church. The church you attended growing up. They're the one that I grew up in. And they're telling me that I am no longer a member of the church because I haven't attended service in two years. Yeah. I sent them a letter back saying, with their letter. Yeah. Highlighting the address that they sent it to. I said, there might be a good reason why I haven't attended the church in the last two years Please check out the highlighted address at the top of this letter. Hawaii. <laughs> I live in Hawaii. I can't. You're make in it. Republic, Michigan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a little bit of a distance. There. Yeah. Uh, unless you could come up with teleportation or something, there's it's no way I'm happening. gonna. I'm not gonna make it to church. Oh and then I, I said, just consider me no longer a member of your church. Yeah. I said, if you're, you know, you can't even realize when you're typing out the address on the envelope. Yeah. And you can't figure out why I haven't been to that church. Yeah, that's kind of And you're going to kick me out of the church because I haven't been there in two years. Were they funny about wanting your money or not and really? And then, not not really. You that's know, but, it, but that's what it all boiled down to was about the money. You know, they, yeah. you know, oh, we're keeping this person on the rolls and stuff, and they're not giving money to the church. You yeah, know? yeah. That's and, Did you know, then next thing you know, I'm hearing, oh, okay, you're supposed to tithe 10%. You're supposed to tithe. And next thing you know, I hear, you're supposed to tithe 12%. What in the world? You're supposed to tithe 15%. What? You're supposed to tithe 20%. Who said all and that? I, I keep hearing these from these different religions. Tithe you know, literally means where, tenth. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, okay, if I give you 10% of my time, I'm, you know, I could, I could give you 10% of my time. Yeah. But you're not paying 10% of my bills, so I can't give you 10% of my money. They don't <laughs> like know? that though. They don't yeah, like that. they don't like hearing that. No. So, you know, it, so I kind of got just turned off to religion between all those different things, and then yeah. I just started thinking for myself, you know, and saying, you know, a lot of this stuff just really doesn't make sense now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because I, mean, I kind of freed myself wow. from it. Uh huh. And it opened me to think differently. Yeah. And it wasn't by any outside influence or anything it was just my own thoughts i'm sitting there thinking okay been around the world i've been to a lot of different places Mm -hmm. stuff like that i've never been to israel but i don't think there's a matthew mark luke or john in israel 
You know, it's like, okay, they're getting led by a guy with a Spanish name and they all got English <laughs> names. They're white. They're the only I'm white people. about this. They're the only white people in Israel. Okay, wait a second. I think, I think Everything we, I know is not making sense here. There's a lot of Marys out there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And yeah. It's like, that. none of this made sense, you know, to yeah. me. And it's like. And it's like, yeah, well, it's in the translation. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I was maybe, thinking how that. do you know that your translation's not screwed up? Because Hebrew doesn't directly translate to English. I have. And, and most of it isn't you know, even written in Hebrew. It's yeah. written in Greek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it, which, you know, is another one which doesn't, you know. Translate. Translate directly. And it, it's like. So even how is this when accurate? You, and then learning other languages. Yeah. I learned of inaccuracies and the way that sentences are formed and things yes. like that. You know, like say uh, in Spanish, "Disculpa, me, señorita bonita, get me like mingo." That means, "Excuse me, beautiful young lady, but would you like to go out with me?" But it's but it's if you're in a nightclub, it means, "Would you like to go dance with me?" Oh, <laughs> you know. So wow. it depends on the situation where you're at, things like that. And then there's certain things you can say in Spanish, and if you say it. In a Puerto Rican dialect, and you say it in Mexico, it, it might mean something completely different. Oh, so then it makes you wonder but about translation. But it's Spanish, so it makes you wonder yeah. about translation, things like that. Yeah. So for me, I consider myself agnostic, which yeah. is not denying the possibility of God. I don't yes. say I believe in God, but I don't deny the possibility of a higher power. Yes, yes. Which we refer to as God or Yahweh or whatever. Or whatever you're you know, comfortable Whatever with. you are comfortable yeah. calling them. But for me, I don't believe in evolutionism either. You know, I believe that there's a possibility of evolution. Yeah. You know, which evolution has been proven to a certain point. Yeah. But to say... This little molecule right here met up with this molecule, and then this one over here met up with that one, and then these ones combined to these ones, and then boom, boom. And next thing That's you know, you got an amoeba, and yeah. then this amoeba, you know, it gets other molecules oh, and all this other of, shit yeah, just yeah. all magically comes together and evolves into. And here's your world. We're humans. Kind of have to have <laughs> a, a certain living, amount of thinking, breathing, human faith being. to believe it's that just, one. Too. It's just way too outrageous to it's believe in evolutionism. But then again, to say this higher power just came along with it. Poof. There's a yeah. man. <laughs> Take your rib. There's a woman. <laughs> you know, like, and all of a sudden, it's like. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> you know, out got all these different species and all this, and he did yes. it in seven days. Pretty impressive. There's six days actually because it's resonant on seven. They'll yeah. tell you that, and then too. they'll say, you "Yeah, the timeline was different." You know, it's, God's it time was over is different 10, than man's 000. time. Yeah. But then I'm sitting there thinking, okay. Then he created all these planets and this and that, and he made sure everything orchestrated perfectly and yeah. to where we could be living, breathing human beings. But yet. I'm going to make this person be born with cerebral palsy because of original sin that's so and so did over here. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, wait, wait, it's you're going to punish this person because of what that person did? I'm confused. You're, you're kind of screwed up with your logic there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I've heard various. So uh, there's just so many. What would you say? Various answers to why. Reasoning. Yeah. Reasoning. And, and, reasoning. And to me, I'm like, you know, that's either a default or an excuse. Yeah. I want proof. I'm 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 a, I'm, a, a, I'm a proof person. I, it's I need an easy proof. answer. 
Because it know? takes all responsibility away from anybody having the conversation. Yeah. And it's like I've had this conversation with pastors and, yeah. you know, ministers. I typically won't have this conversation with a parishioner because the knowledge base is not there. You know, you're, some, you're being, really aren't you, there. Yeah. you know, and a lot of religion was created upon, uh, you know, trying to, it's about control. Yeah. It was about controlling Ooh. people. You're not wrong. You know, and you it's, <laughs> it was a way of controlling people. Yeah. And I got an issue with that, and you know, sense, because you, sh- you should not have that. that kind of control over people. Yeah. And did the Lutheran church, like, did they like teach you guys also about, I know for us around here, it's like personal relationship with Jesus and that type of thing or not, not really. really. They, they it was a Holy Trinity, you know, yeah. you have the father, the son, and the Holy ghost. But yet at the same time, they said that they, Jesus was the son of God, but yet he is God because of the Holy Trinity. And I'm like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the Trinity confuses me. Three and one. Please don't ask me Trinity questions. <laughs> I'm like, so, I know Trinity. She works. On. Right, right. <laughs> That's why I call mine my faith journey. And I'm just like, you know, I like Jesus. I like, I like. I, do, do I believe that Jesus God? existed? I do, Was there a man by the name of Jesus that lived in? You know, in Jerusalem. Yeah. Probably a damn good possibility. Yeah. And was he a good man? Was he a carpenter? Yes, he probably was a carpenter. He was probably a great guy. Yeah. And But was he the son of God? Yeah. I don't know. You Muslim, just don't know. Muslims say he is a prophet. So, so <laughs> you like proof. You like proof. Yeah, I want proof. And, and Prove that you're the son, you know, prove that he is the son of God. And I think we're all taught, well, you have to have faith. Yeah, but you know. faith is just, to me, is belief at a higher level without proof. Oh, I see that. Belief at a higher level without proof. It's the evidence <laughs> of things It's It's something unseen. that is hope not evidence-based. You are basically... Things hope for and things not... Yes. Oh, what is yeah, it? I, I can't remember know. the phrase, it's yeah. A, it's a verse. Anyways. But, but to no, be, I don't think it's it, a verse. It's to believe something so strongly and not have proof of its existence. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, there's a difference between, you know, me telling you something and you believing yeah. it. And... and because your belief in whatever I tell you mm-hmm. is going to be based on your knowledge of me. And if I trust what you, you know as a me, person. What, you know, kind of relationship we yes. built. You know, the level of that relationship that we built. And you're going to, you know, and if I tell you, well, you know. Jesus, I believe you, draw, you drew that dog. Or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, 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 you know, I know. I, you, like, I drew this picture of Bob Marley. I haven't seen you drawing. But you I believe you draw, based on your character. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. Yeah. And you've seen him now, draw other things. Now, yeah. you go to church, and the Bible, first off, written by man, uh-huh. and it was written uh, in a different language than English. Way different okay, so, Yes. You know, yeah. and for many thousands of years, yeah. it was verbal. Yes. From point to point to point yes. to point to point to point. Yeah, that's kind you of You ever play the telephone game as a kid? That is exactly yes, what Yes, that's okay. what Sean says about it, the Bible. Yeah. And it's How like, are you going to get the same there, message there that was originally intended? There are just way intended? too many possibilities for inaccuracies here. And yeah. how many you people know, know that there's And then so there's a lot of other books that they have it, found yeah. in the same place, the same, you know, where yeah. they call these scriptures, 
but these are not scriptures, but they're fun yeah, in the same they place. They didn't get like voted on almost. Yeah. You know, and and all of a sudden, if they went with all the scriptures that have been found, that Bible would probably couldn't fit it in this room. I'd kind of like to see it, more it would of be the huge. other ones. I should spend time researching that, like some of these other books. Like somebody was saying, there's books written by women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to see that. I and don't then, like for me. A lot of the religions, they'll pick and choose. Oof. What they want to want to have out of the Bible, what, what yeah. they want to believe in, what translation you want, you know, like uh, one of the guys that I work with, he uses the Bible for his bigotry, basically, you Ooh. know, and he says, "Oh, I don't believe gay people should be getting married. That's a sin." Blah 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 blah. And he, you know, and I'm like, "Dude, I got friends that are gay, and I could care less who they're sleeping with, whatever." Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, I got friends that are gay and they're married. Yeah. And I'm happy for them because they're great people and they love each other. Well, and if we're going to go goes, by what well, the Bible this is. And so he starts going down the Bible highway, and I'm like, well, show me in the Bible where it says that being gay is a sin. Yeah. And he comes back with these scriptures. I go look them up. I do my research. I go back with them, and I says, you completely misinterpreted every one of these. I love that. <laughs> and I said, this is because this king was sitting there going to the whorehouse over here. Yes, <laughs> and yes. They, they said that he shouldn't be doing that because he has a wife and so on and so forth. I love how you did and that. And he's over there, you know, screwing yeah, yeah, a male yeah. whore. <laughs> yes. Know? So that has nothing to do with homosexuality. <laughs> that has I mean, to there be, are verses, but I know. do believe um, based well, on my But you got to read the whole story. Don't read the verse. Yes. Read the whole story. And read know, the original every, uh, translations if you can and try to dissect yeah. what those means because the, yeah. root, the root meanings of the words a lot of times are different. Yeah. They are different. What were you about to say, Sean? Well, not just the root meaning of the words are different. They, some words that they're in there were just non-existent. You know, they yeah. had to create yeah. something yeah. to describe something else that was written that couldn't be described. And then, in how that do language. you know you got the correct yeah. description? But one of the yeah. things that I really struggle with, um, and so I'll tell people, I, I remember back in the day, I believed the Bible word for word. I no longer you say that. I no longer say that. But also culturally, and Sean's helped me see this a lot too. Culturally, I mean, women were property. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I mean, like, I couldn't be who I am today um, if, if in biblical times. So how am I supposed mm-hmm. to apply that to my life today? It's very difficult. So, like, but, like, Sean, for example, he could have, you know, like, concubines, and he could have all these different women. Oh, yeah. I cannot. Right I cannot cheat. I can't even have yep. the idea of cheating because we found that verse that said, basically, if he even thought I cheated in the Old Testament, he could bring me before a priest um, this would be if you were pregnant. It's like could, a magic ritual. It's basically describing an, an abortion in biblical times. But people don't know it. it's an yeah. abortion in the Bible. You Basically, the there priest is. makes you yeah. drink a poison, and then if you die from it, then you cheated. But if you didn't, then you must have been okay. Basically like the witch yeah. trials. But know? a man could do it based on just the thought. thought. Yeah. yeah. Not proof. The thought. Yeah. It could and he could treat a woman like that, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah, buddy, but I mean, that ain't just, cool, brother. Like yeah. you're not treating me those that are way. More just cultural. I have no desire for another female. I am yeah. as straight as a gay. But let me tell you, I'd be gay all day long if that's how we still had to live. <laughs> I'd be like, forget <laughs> no, you it, because you wouldn't have that option. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Be you wouldn't be allowed, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'd probably be stoned <laughs> yeah. over in the corner. They stoned me or something. Yeah, so I not the good stoned, right? I get the context. <laughs> 
Absolutely so funny. That brings a whole new meaning to the verses in the Bible. I know, right? Totally different meanings. Um, So, um, you know, but there's an active debate right now about how much hallucinogens played into the creating of the Christian religion. I have never heard that. Are you serious? Yeah, they basically some scholars. I'm. It's highly debated. It's not. It's far from proven or anything. Hotly debated too, probably. Yeah, and. Basically saying that it's a religion based off of fertility rituals and hallucinogens. You know, psilocybin, magic mm-hmm. mushrooms, America's, what, the list yeah. of red one with the white spots. You know, I've yeah, never thought of anybody I've in the Bible I've only ever smoked marijuana in my entire life, so I have no idea I've, of anything I've, else. I, but I've never considered the the option. Like, you figure everybody else in the world is because drugs, in, but not those Bible yeah. people. In but early, the, thing, the thing that I got a kick out of, like, you know, as far as, like, you know, psychedelics, saying, not hallucinogens. Psychedelics is the word yeah. I was looking for. Anyways, okay. but Go ahead. you know, back on the whole thing about like you know the, the you know gay people getting married and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. The the one guy that I work with was like, oh, that's a sin and this and that, and they they should not be allowed to get married, you know, and so on and so forth. And I'm Ooh. like, and he's talking about gay marriage, and I'm like, D- okay, first off, when you got married, did you choose? To get either a marriage certificate or a gay marriage certificate. <laughs> <laughs> right. I said, and then on top of that, I says, now, where did you have to go to get your, you know, to to get married? Yeah. You know, and he's like, well, I had to go to his courthouse and this. Yeah. Stuff. And I'm like, it's a legal thing. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a religion thing. You know. It is a religion. They're just one. You know, people that are in. You they know, want to be it's gay recognized. or lesbian, you know, relationships. They're just wanting the same equal rights that a, somebody and, that's in a heterosexual that relationship has. Well, you know, you, they just want to have the same legal rights. If somebody so dies, if you I get, want you to be they, my they, beneficiary. Yeah, they could be the beneficiary. Or I want to if carry we get divorced, I want to be able to get alimony. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've, I've said it from the beginning. I mean, traditionally, marriage was a religious institution right yes. the way we see it here in america now now i know mm. pagan and all this different had but we're talking about getting married in a church having a christian marriage right yeah mm. yeah i feel like the government should have no role in it whatsoever why are we filing paperwork with the government before we get married exactly you know and they're the ones that dictate what's legal and not right but what i've always said is if the churches they i still feel they should have the right to approve what marriages that go with their religion yeah, because I, that I is a religious experience yeah i agree with that i agree with that because and the same thing like if a company wants to uh, refuse service to a certain group of people or whatever to an extent. They want to say yeah. well we we make cakes we don't want to make a cake for a gay wedding Okay, fine. Go yeah. to another place. I struggle to go with somewhere that a little bit. That, that, I struggle because I look at it this way: you want you want to be have that view. Put it out there, though. Mm-hmm. Let everybody know you're not going to serve the gay community. You know what? You're right. Okay, there. and then the- you need to put it out there that you do not serve the gay community. That way, anyone that is a supporter of gay, you know, gay people getting married, knows or not anybody to serve that is gay knows not. To come to your business yeah. and support you. Yeah, and, and since you're you right. don't support them, we won't support you. Yeah, I had a similar situation <laughs> yeah. when I was doing the drag queen show last year um, for Bingo. I had uh, contacted a local company, and they were not 
okay with real drag queens. Mm-hmm. But they were okay if I were to bring in like guys like you, guys like Sean, um, so or like fake, dads fake, fake dressed up queens. as women, because that would be hilarious. That's funny, but that's the other hilarious. Is but a real drag mm-hmm. queen is not okay <laughs> from a religious standpoint. So I cannot support. You can use my business, but not if you have real drag queens. And I just it put a bad taste in my mouth because it's just not who I am. Because mm-hmm. I'm very inclusive. And I'm like, if you can't, then you're probably also going to tell me, uh, is there a limit on how many black people can attend? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. Because if you're going to be, I mean, that's, yeah. to me, you're not inclusive at all. And you're showing you're showing yourself a little bit. Yeah. But I understand it is their right. Yeah. It is their right. But you have to be careful when you start putting that out there in society today. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, it's like, yeah, that is your right. You should have the right to refuse. Yeah. You know, it yeah. is your business, but put it out there for everybody to see so they know. Yeah. And, and I mean, you like, also have a right to, to the consequences that Yeah, you have the right to the yes. consequences of, of your business for having the views that you have. Yeah, yeah. You know? And churches, I, I do believe, if it's a non affirming church, you cannot expect a non affirming church to marry you. Yeah. They're not going to do it because they don't affirm what you're doing. From a religious standpoint. But there are affirming churches if you want a religious experience. Yeah. Or there are some that are on the line and they'll do it. Like I've or known they people that were not affirming. see me. I'm a Dudist priest. There you oh, go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you are a Dudist priest. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I literally love that. You know, the dude, Dudist priest. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I signed up. I got my paperwork, everything. I'm a Dudist priest. Have you done priest. a wedding? I can perform weddings. Have you, have you performed a wedding? I don't know if they're recognized in North Carolina or not, but I did do a vow renewal once. <laughs> did you? Aw. I love that. We'll have to look that up. Is it recognized? I know you can get one for like hundred bucks from it's the Universalist Church or whatever in California. Oh, well, mine yeah. is actually through uh, Dudism. Dudism. I, I know yours I is, but I'm saying if that's not recognized, there's dude, other you do things. have a religion. It's Dudism. It's Dudism. <laughs> that's <laughs> like I am a Dudist. Your opinion, I'm man. I'm a Dudist priest. I'm an agnostic Dudist priest. Yeah. If you well, well, the thing is, it's like if you, if you ever go to the website and stuff, I'm, I'm sitting there going, "Dude, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. You already look like Jeff Bridges from the so movie. So if anyone would like to book a wedding, Jim Krug is available. He is available. He's, he's I got am a dudist priest. I love that. He is the dude. That's perfect. I can't think of anything else but that was like burning just, in me. Is there anything else that you want to share that you uh, can think of? Your I, art I is amazing. I hope people follow you. <laughs> I, I, I'm blown away when you guys see the picture when we say... Jim just one day said he was going to draw a dog, and then you see the picture, you're going to be like... It was 13 months ago. Yeah, that's insane. Um, He's improved since then, is what he's saying. Yeah, and I have improved. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm getting better. I'm I'm, I'm learning What What was all the contact info for Team Red, White, and Blue or some of the Uh, other organizations? Team RWB, as in Red, White, Blue. Team RWB.org. And uh, they have an app that you can download from the... Play Store, which is also Team RWB. I'm assuming they have an Apple version too, since yeah, you're yeah. an Android guy, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm an Apple girl. I don't. So. I don't speak Apple. I'm an Apple girl <laughs> in the <an> Apple world. <laughs> yeah. And uh, veterans is free for them to sign up. What about people it's that free, are non-veterans? It's is that free, free for them to sign up as well? They just got to pay more for you, that T-shirt. Yeah, you uh, go to the store. I mean, and I get buy that. T-shirt, you know, and. Uh, 
you know, right now at the store that we have, I think like 40% of the cost of anything that you purchase in the store goes towards TMRWB. So it's a way to contribute And uh, last time that I checked on Charity Navigator, which is always a good way to check if you're going to be donating or anything like that to any organization, go to Charity Navigator. Really? And it will give you all the information that you need to know about specific charities right down to how much of your dollars go towards the mission mm-hmm. and i know that with team red white and blue we only have 32 paid staff members last time i checked nationwide nationwide wow that's not st- even one per state no no uh state coordinator is a volunteer position the chapter captains are volunteer position any of the lower you know the lo- the local leaders they're all volunteers we got over 2,000 volunteer leaders within the organization. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Honestly. And, um, and last time I checked on Charity Navigator, I think it was 87% of what goes in goes towards the mission. That's really so high. Those are some really good numbers. And, uh, you know, when, you know because the, the, we don't have a huge budget. And that's the only reason why that number is even that low is because we don't have a huge budget. Wow. You know, I think our goal for next year is to get $6 million. So yeah, that's not, when you're I thinking mean, about, you know, like how many all the stuff that we're doing, how many people are involved, how many leaders that we have, you know, and then you got the staff members, you got marketing that you need to do, so on and so forth. Yeah. 13% of that is for the marketing and the staff and, that's you know, and everything I'm pretty else. impressed. That's not bad at all when you really no. look at the big picture. No. You know, when you look at organizations like Wounded Warrior Project, it got like a $320 million budget every year. You know, they, they're they like at 56%. Oh, man. Going to the mission. Even that's pretty but, high amongst charity. Yeah. and But the thing is, uh, and I'm not bashing Wounded Warrior Project because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even have part of our budget because what they do is uh, they've – kind of changed things around since they had that bad advertisement a while back, you know, when, and, uh, but they help us out. They, they give us grants, hmm. you know, so we can help veterans out. That's good. So, yeah. And, uh, as far as on the local levels and stuff like that, um, the previous, uh, rep for wounded warrior project that was in our area, I used to work with him quite a bit and he helped us out a lot, you know? So, you know, the people that were on the ground, doing things doing great things i know wow that's like amazing so i've already uh while jim was just talking i went i downloaded the app i've almost i verified my email i'm uploading my profile picture now (laughs) the app is that easy it's that easy it's team rwb and you can create member generate on the app you know you got you know national level events you got um you got virtual events that are on a national level you also got state level events, you got local events, and then Anything. the local events are done either by the leadership team or members. The members could generate their own events. So basically, okay. if you wanted to have a poker night at your house, you could have a poker night at your house. Wow. It would be a member generated event. Yeah. But, and all we ever ask of people just check in, hmm. check in on the app. You know, that's how we get our money. You know, by those how much check ins. You know, that's how we give the metrics to who supports us to say, hey, this is where your money's going. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, 
how you're helping us out. We're able to do this, 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 and this, and this. This is how many people that, it is, you know, have checked into these events. These are our metrics, so on and so forth. And, you know, CEOs and stuff like CFOs and stuff like that, they look at metrics. They look at graphs. Yeah. They, you know, they, 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 they want to see where their investment's going. Sure. So, wow. And so all we ask of members is just check in. Whenever you're doing something, just check in. That's I'm it. sure it's a, it. a family-friendly environment, but do you have events where, like, kids are included and stuff like um, that? You know, right now, the local chapter, we're in a rebuilding process. So, uh, but a lot of the ch- other chapters and stuff out there, they do have family-oriented events, you know. And I know we've done it ourselves in the past in right the on. local area. So, you know, we try to get, you know, at least, like, an annual picnic, you know, that – Everybody oh, James can show Krug up, on like here. That. Krug. 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 <laughs> Shoot. I'm going to follow him on his social media platform on Team RWB. <laughs> look, Sean, look. It's so cool. I mean, it's all like right there. Oh, look, it's red, white, and blue, too. Who would have thought? Yeah. I never. <laughs> I never would have gotten that. My, my mom always said, I'm my new word? chocolates. Never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's, it's a triad monochrome or whatever. And I see where Jim checked into all these events. Jim checked in. Jim checked in. Yeah, I love this. Those were uh, virtual events and, you know, the state coordinator convening and stuff like that 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 I went to. What is a ruck? A run wall? That's when a ruck. ruck, A ruck is whenever it's basically walking with a backpack. Oh. Heavy ass backpack. Oh, real heavy. Well, for. Women, I think it's twenty or thirty pounds. But it's, I'm it's good. like you know no, the, the combat backpacks. You see them yeah. loaded oh. down. Yeah, they kind of recreate. Except that, for right? I use I use my old Alice pack from when I was in. Do you? you? Know, it's got the frame and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I had to go old school. Yeah. So. How heavy is yours? Uh, usually, when I pack it, it's usually fifty pounds or more. So if you if I'm looking, so on I your pack I pack for the end of the ruck rather than at the beginning of the ruck. So oh. you know, I'll put all my water in there and stuff like that. So it might start out at you know fifty seven, fifty eight pounds. Yeah. After I drink some water and stuff, it lightens it up. So. But you still weigh that unless but you it sweat will it still out. Be, it'll still be fifty. It'll still be fifty pound ruck when I finish, if not more. Good, gosh. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah very the quarter horse is my spirit animal, you know, because, you know, it's a hard worker, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, it's that. got big calves. And, oh, uh, yeah. You do have big calves. Yeah, I've seen those yeah. runner calves. Yeah. Or and cyclists. Uh, another thing about a quarter horse, it could eat all day. So, you know. Spirit animal. That's, that's so my fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Like, yeah. I feel like I didn't know. When you got here, exactly what we talk about. I don't sometimes. But I didn't know really your life story. I just knew some of your more recent things. And I think this has been really interesting, in my personal opinion. I mean, if not, I'll listen to it over and over. (laughs) Right? I will. Well, you're my stalker anyway, so, you know. No, I'm just Am I your stalker? Uh Uh-oh. Am I a stalker? I might be. You Uh never know. Hey, Sean. Remember what she said? That I remember. I do. I do. I it highly it cannot be released to the radio people. Oh, I thought about it earlier. When you we better not. You better shut it down, boo. Shut it down. On that note, we'll see y'all next time. Yes. Bye. Bye.